Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I'm Garrett and I'm here by Helmet. How's things? This week we're going to do the women of rap. We've not placed down this. <laughs> oh, we do. We're, we allowed. Do, we're allowed. Because, because we've always said this was going to be on the podcast. We've done 80s rap. We mm. have the 90s rap one, which is incredibly hard to pick Very six songs off. So uh, we said, do you know what? Um, we are both mad into loads of fucking female rappers. Let's yeah. just do a, one on that. Yeah. So. Um, also, we haven't had a, a kind of female-centric one, really. So it's uh, it's about time the, the bang went out. Not and like bang went out. Not like, ra- not bang went out. Like, <laughs> like bang out a podcast. We're make, off to a Make start. a podcast. Make a podcast see about how, it. See how guarded we already are. Yeah, but this is, this is tread lightly. This is as bad as the fucking mental health one. This is more of a... Landmines everywhere. And not only that, I'm only back from watching that Boards of Prey movie. Oh, I went, women of slap. Oh my fucking god. Did they give a few people the slaps? There's a few slaps handed out. No, to be fair, the only slaps handed out were to men who are all evil, apparently. Uh, all men in the DC Universe world. Um, even, in that movie. Even are the bad. Batman. Uh, Batman's not even really mentioned it. To be well, he kind of is, but it's just it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. I mean, he gave them their start. Him, the Joker, the mob. It's he fucking, gave them their start. <laughs> it's fucking atrocious. It's so terrible. This is a this is a, a thing we had. We we've we've loads of playlists that had we had oh, that many. I, I picked Missy Elliott at least in one. Oh yeah, You've she's picked, been in a few. That, that definitely has been. But we when we put this playlist together, we listened through it. And went, this is yes. a fucking such a good playlist. It's a banger of a playlist. It really, yeah. really yeah. is. There's it only is. one song I don't like on it, and we'll talk. We'll about get that. there. Yeah. Right. Who's was, um, was your first one? Hey. My first one is a rapper called No Name. And uh, the song is Black Exploitation from the 2008 album Room 25. Now, you'll have to guide me during this entire podcast between the difference between an album and a mixtape. Okay. So Black Exploitation is a mix, or sorry, the Room 25 is a mixtape. Yeah. Yet on Spotify to me, that's an album. Yeah. It sounds incredibly yeah. produced. Yeah. I don't understand. But listen, we'll talk about that throughout the course of the podcast. Mm. So Fatima Nima Warner. Is no name. She's an American rapper. She started out as a poet doing slam poetry. Now, I can't do slam poetry. Uh, Def Jam Records had an entire wing dedicated to slam poetry. It's it's brilliant. It's just not for me. Oh, no, it's not brilliant. It's shite. It's fucking shite. No, I don't what care. it is, is it's incredible for people that don't have any producer or someone or that don't know how to do that, but don't want to get their message out in a sort of rap form. I don't. It just something about slam poetry makes me. It's a real uh, late eighties, early nineties thing. It was it was very very popular, and it's where we got a lot of rappers from. It's obviously incredibly important. So, um, she comes from Chicago. Um, She featured first on Chance the Rapper's mixtape, but then she released Telephone, which is uh, it's really fucking good. Mm. This mixtape to me was just her first album, but it's not a studio album. Apparently, I don't know. So, actually, explain to me the difference between a mixtape. It's an album. All right, so it's it's kind of an evolving thing, right? Um, so mixtape started off as a cheap way of just putting content out. Yeah. So what well, um, rappers would get together with their mates, producers who wanted and DJs, and they bang together. They just try and fill up a tape, and fill up you, a could, C90. Can you on a mixtape use whatever samples you want? Pretty much, because you're you're, because you're, you're selling, selling them out. On, you sell them out the back of a car. Back of a car, yeah. Yeah. So what what's happened now is you've got these kind of official mixtapes, yeah, and uh, they are there's not as much money and effort put into them as an right. album. Right. And they probably, they generally are uh, self-financed. Yeah. Now, because they're going on to stuff like Spotify, any samples are cleared. Right? So they're, they're right. no longer... And the ones that aren't, the tracks just get thrown out or re-fixed yeah. up. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. Right, okay, okay. It's, it's a different animal altogether. Yeah, because so I did watch the episode on um, the Evolution of Rap on Mixtape, mm-hmm. but I still didn't quite get 
what you can and can't do on a mixtape that you yeah. can on an album. Right, okay. like, it, used to, it used to be one thing, but now it's just, it's another name for like a little, almost a vanity project, yeah. if you get me. Yeah, Where okay. they'll get a load of mates together and uh, generally you'll have, say, someone like, uh, like 50 Cent was known. 50 Cent is like the famous mixtape guy. Yeah. Right? He, that was even... It's really got famous, Remember we, we were watching a documentary and even yeah. after he released his huge album, he went straight back straight into back the mixtape. Straight back to mixtapes, yeah, because that's it's just... Thing. What, a lot of the times with mixtapes is there's there'll be less... Oh, where would you put it? Less collaboration with the actual rapper. Like he'll have mates of his. He'll just put together a load of music. He'll rock up with a book full of rhymes. Yeah. I just blow it a lot of show you out. It's just getting content out regardless of labels and situations. Yeah. That's kind of class. Mm. It's kind of what some people deal with. Like maybe even alter egos or EPs that we talked yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I do like that. And also, if you're, if you're any kind of creative person and you're caught in a quandary between albums, I suppose that's a brilliant idea. To just keep creating because it gets you out of that horrible. Do you ever get that? Do you ever get that thing where you haven't created a song in about a few months and you start getting this weird, almost depressed feeling like you haven't tapped that vein in a while? Wait, not anymore. I used to, but not anymore. Really? I still get it's that. I still now. have to go onto Logic or something and start mm. putting a lot of just music down. Even if it's even if it's just for me and it doesn't go anywhere, yeah, I have to do not it. Not a genius left me. Anyway, that's good to know. Um, yeah, horse stuff is. Horse, I like it. It's real funky. Yeah, it is. Horse it's, stuff. Horse. This is. The, Delete the more funkier stuff than yeah. the, the telephone EP because this is um or telephone mixtape. This is kind of like to me. This is a uh, like brand Nubian style kind of Erica Badu, kinda, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Bohemian rap, you know. Her other stuff is crazy chill though, mm. really, really chill though. I couldn't find a huge amount of information until I hit this little vein on the internet where I found out something real interesting about her. So, the song that I picked has a sample from a Dol- the Dolomite movie, yeah. and it's a, such an incredible that's the, sample. The opening, thing, yeah, isn't it? it's such an incredible. It's almost like a little skit or mm. like that. But uh, that's from the Dolomite movies, that Eddie Murphy movies on Netflix to watch it. Super, really, really good. Super. Um, and there's a few other samples in it from the Spook who sat by the door. That's the that's the main sample that's put in the middle of it. Mm. Um, she had a big break when she went on the Colbert show and did like kind of medley of her stuff, but. I was kind of like looking at her thing going, she hasn't released an album in a while and I kind of checked when her next album was out. There's a bit of a hiccup with this. She yeah. might be leaving music. Okay. Completely. Really? Because this this is strange, right? Mm. She says that her gigs have too many... White sorry, people. Yeah, well, white basically. People. Yeah, this is a common thread. Basically, mm. but it's not just like too many white people. It's an, ins- an unequal mix. Yeah, yeah. So... Now, now, the more I read into it, that first I was like, ah, just d- do what you're doing until yeah. they don't start reading into it more of it. There was just a whole crowd of white people shouting the N-word back in her lyrics yeah. back at her. Yeah. And that would it's absolutely start to get to you after yeah. a while. It's like a, a lot of her peers and people around her had huge black crowds. Mm. And she was kind of wondering, what, what the fuck is going on? Wait, we're not getting these. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever about when I put all my music online, it basically for an artist nowadays is almost free because yeah. it's gone on Spotify yep. so the gigs have to be where you make your money 100%. but if your gigs are where you're basically I'll just read a couple of quotes that she said because uh, to be honest with you her words now when someone goes on Twitter people should be really careful on Twitter because yeah. then they always have to back up what they say with what they really mean and the fact that there's only a certain amount of characters allowed and you yeah. can't put a, a full mission statement yeah. up of what you really mean so you go on there in a bit of a pissed off mood yeah. after maybe a gig and you put out a statement of like I'm not fucking dancing for these white crowds yeah, anymore. Yeah. And that'll just be absolutely eaten alive by of course, people. Yeah. Like, fucking yeah. We pay our rent. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Always. I, I can't, I can, I, as much as I can, I think I get it. I absolutely get it. I, I absolutely think, I like, as much as we can, 
I despise going to hip hop gigs. I actively, I didn't go see Wu Tang Clan when they played there. It would have been horrible. Exactly. I wouldn't have. I'm done not it. going to see Snoop Dogg. No. But I'm, I refuse. No. The last hip hop gig I went to was, um, where well, was a long time ago? It must have been 15, 16 years. It was Ice T in Crawdaddy. Yeah, I went to well, see Ice T. Crawdaddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was Crawdaddy. Yeah, it was That's Crawdaddy. Like yeah. seven hundred. Not six, even six. I can't even remember. It was yeah. Small enough room. venue. Yeah. Um, and it was horrific. It was fucking horrific. And he he's obviously doing it so long now that he understands. So he started doing, he started talking about like 8 Mile and how they all came up doing rap battles. So then he started doing a rap battle and he started pulling people out of the audience to have rap battles. So, like, it's less iced tea for me and more stupid white Irish fucker trying to fucking have a rap battle with another stupid yeah. white Irish fucker. So, but this is it. She's speaking about, like, serious socioeconomic issues to do with African-Americans. Yeah. And it's just... Growing up black. White people like, shouting the lyrics back. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's kind of like, is like she's really, really, really wants to get <laughs> messages out rather than just have a career. Yeah, just be, catchy hooks. like Catchy hooks. Yeah. So if you were having that shit back at you all the time, you're kind of like... Kendrick Lamar done this a while ago as well, if you remember. It was murder. He, he pulled a girl up on stage um, and asked her uh, oh, uh, yes. to do a verse. Yeah. And she done the verse. The yeah. verse he asked her to do it. And she used the correct word that is part of the verse that he does. Won't and he stopped, yes, and ends in A. Yeah, right. Which you don't. Uh, which you. Or well, if you're a real, if you're, if you're an absolute mutant, it'll end in R. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd just say something else. Yeah. But he just pulled some fucking random person out of the crowd, and when she said his lyric that he asked her to say, he lost his mind and shut down the gig, kicked her off the stage and berated her. But it is on her to not say that. It's on him to pick a fucking verse for, for someone to do. Maybe. If you're gonna, if, you, if yeah, I okay. guarantee you, ninety percent of every Kendrick Lamar gig is white people. Yeah. The same way, if, if you went to see a fucking, if you dug up Biggie Smalls tomorrow and put a gig on in Madison, Madison Square Gardens, yeah. 90% of the people are going to be white. Like, you have to understand that this music, it comes from a, quite an angry place at times. And you can completely understand that. So one of her, one of her quotes is, me consistently creating content that is primarily consumed by a white audience who would rather shit on me than challenge their liberalism because somehow liking Lizzo's music absolves them of racist tendencies. That's a really well put together fucking statement. It's harsh and it's fucking in your face. Yeah. Then she says, when I go to work, because this is work. Yeah. Thousands of white people scream the N-word back at me. I'm not challenged. And now I'm not changing my art so to suit it. Yeah. But I think she's more, I think in that, she's actually not really pissed off about the white crowd. She's just sort of disappointed that not more of a crowd who she's writing this music for. For is coming taking to see advantage her, to it. Is yeah. coming to see her yeah. life. So it, it, it remains to be seen whether the album um, Factory Baby will come out or not mm. because is it made or is it half couldn't made tell you, or couldn't tell you she probably started with it um, this has happened a few times across these artists one, well, and we were, there's one big one coming up at, uh, halfway yeah. through that's the, the kind of queen of it all really and uh, I just found that interesting and I absolutely don't have I mean well first of all I wouldn't have a right to have a problem with any of that if she came to Ireland I would go and see her but I think Europe will be different you can't really have that if she came to Ireland, for instance, I think Kanye West came to Ireland and mm. said, made a comment about how white the crowd was. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, in Ireland, that's what you have. Sort of the ratio, yeah. I mean, come it's, on. it's changing all the time, but yeah. Um, um, I really like this song. I, I wrote down that sh- super funky. She's a fantastic rapper. The, uh, the user samples, are, user samples oh. are fantastic. Yeah. But check, check even the telephone, uh, um, the mixed, mixed tapes, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much more chilled and yeah. it's really, really good. I think, in essence, that can sometimes, the lack of, 
anger in some of her stuff mm. can open up a, a kind of audience that she's not what she's talking about mm. basically no I enjoyed that that's that that made me interested enough to go and check out what she's stuff. fucking brilliant and i just think i can kind of understand that like the effort that she puts into her yeah. music and uh, it's a weird one there's a lot of people listening going no nah, that's bullshit i'm like mm. well, listen um you didn't grow up in america you it. didn't grow up in america so yeah, yeah exactly yeah. who's your first one my first one is doja cat and the song is cyber sex this is from uh i think the yeah, album that came out last year um uh, I randomly, I heard the name Doja Cat, but I never bothered. I just assumed great name. it's a great name. I, um, uh, she popped up on one of the, last year when this, this album came out, and this is our second album, she only got two albums. Um, when the second album came out, it was suggested to me by Spotify. So what I do when I'm sick of listening to the same old shite over and over and over again, I, I'll go into new releases or fucking whatever, and I'll find, uh, I'll find something, it's generally it's something like a cover. Um, that'll draw me in but I've seen I've seen Doja Cat I've like, been meaning to kind of have a look at this now for a while so I popped it on it's we do this a lot even though we've got probably I'd say me and you each have about 25 albums on the back burner we need to listen to oh, you're from the last few years yeah. but unfortunately yeah. sometimes you'll see something pop up in yeah. a review or something go I have to for some reason to listen to this right yeah, there's now something, there's something in it where yeah, I have to jump I have on to, it I have to get on um, it I, and I listened to the album all the way through and I loved it now it's standard enough kind of modern hip hop. I'm sure there's like 45 fucking producers and I don't know, but there's something, there's something there that's a bit weird about it. Um, her real name, wait till you fucking hear this. Holy shit. Her real name, I have to read this out kind of phonetically. So, well, her name is Amalaranata Zandili Delamini. It's a class name. Right. I can't say it because yeah. it's got, Mean syllables aren't, don't always see. I eye don't eye. understand. I think one of her parents is Dominican. Or, I, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, she's Los Angeles based. Two albums. Um, she's Alamaranta, actually is it? Alamaranta? Alamaratna. Alamaratna. Zandili Dilamini or something like that. I can't. It's too. This is where we will always fall down. This on is the, all, Irish, on all, you see the Irish. Irish tongue. It doesn't like the, our mouth and tongue can't make the shapes. Yeah, the shapes. When you start banging, we're not like, trying to be ignorant. We're just D's and just L's and fucking Z's and R's together and stuff. It's just not good. It doesn't it. work. Yeah, um, I can say potato real well. Spud muck, but that's over practice. Gray rain. Yeah, so all I say really. Um, she's actually ta- talented. Um, production of the album is fucking super. It's so clean. Super super modern. Um, this is. This is, how would you put this? So, I was thinking about the way kind of, uh, female rappers and hip hop have always been kind of portrayed. And there seems to be kind of only two or three routes that they can go down. Yeah, it, that's interesting that I found that as well. Yeah. And I think, I wonder how much pressure is that from the labels or else. This is a thing. Or else, how do you get seen quickly? Yeah, this is, this is definitely a thing. Now, I think you've got, three you've got two real solid ones and then a wild card option right so back in the kind of late 80s to early 90s you had the whole kind of as i mentioned about the the, the, the your last artist you had this kind of brand newbian de la soul erica badu yeah. kind of fucking new africa type of feel you know i think the term is new soul yeah yeah That's, so they, they had the this, reason that erica badu or mary j blige didn't get about one is because i think they're more 
so incredible singers, yeah. incredible soul yeah. singers who do rap. Yeah, this is a rap. Yeah, place. this is rap, rap. Yeah. So like they could either go down that route where it was all the fucking beards and the, the head wraps and the brown clothes and all that kind of stuff, or you went down the kind of mafia fucking bad bitch, uh, four coat, gun toting fucking jewels and rings type of fucking scene. You know, that'd be more your kind of Biggie Biggie Smalls type fucking junior mafia era of kind of stuff you start getting into all that Mary J. Blige and all that yeah. you know you got your I'm a bad bitch fucking big fluffy yeah. dyed red four coats and shit like that you know that's what I, you I have a theory on this right mm. I think that a female rapper has listened to male rap their entire life yeah and they have issues with certain things that are said oh yeah therefore they have to and I think that's why at first I was like we're talking about basically hearing tracks 100% being a bit Fucking dick, Full dick, fucking sick. But I think the more the more I kind of copped on to what they're talking about is that's more of a reaction to what they've been listening to. As in, hang on a second, we're not just getting rowed all yeah. the time yeah, in yeah. these rap songs. Yeah, we rowed, yeah, and we're going to talk yeah. about it. now. But it's it's a good way to counteract that, and also they do pull in the male male audience by Absolutely. talking about this. Exactly. Now, like as I was saying, you got the. Yeah, kind of mafioso, bad bitch, fucking early 90s kind of style. Because a huge amount of all this is about is making money and being your own boss. 100%. Now, what happens is this kind of evolves into what we're saying, what we're calling whore music, right? Whoring. Yeah, just... Not whoring. Yeah, whoring, like. So, I think that's... Just being into the sex. That's all right. I think what it is, though, I think it might be, like what you just said, if the male lyricists, especially in the 90s, are just talking about riding women and shooting guns, as opposed to just being objectified in that way, they take what they've been objectified for and weaponize it. That's back. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it's really interesting because initially to think that they're just copying it, they're not. No, no. This Their is, this perspective is a style. on it is completely yeah, different. This is a story. Because if you listen to what they're talking about, it's about them getting theirs. Yeah. In every Absolutely. aspect of always money always. or just. Yeah. They will talk about getting that fucking box eaten as much it's as just, fucking... It's, all, it's a lot about that, because if no. you think about it, I wonder... That's the dominant there's, stance. There's not a huge amount in rap of guys going, I eat the pussy all day. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, there, no probably, there could be now. There could be now. Yeah. But at the time, they were like, hang on a second, hang on a second. We're sort of not being represented <laughs> right in that aspect yeah, the, of, of male rap. So. The, the only thing about this kind of... Does, does, does me get... I want to get my shit off. Oh, yeah, exactly. This is this is a big thing. This song is called Cyber Sex. That's, yeah. This is just, what it's about. I don't, I don't just get it. Yeah. Like, I chase I it. I take it. Yeah, I hunt it down yeah, and, and I take like it. I like that. I really yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. I just like it. Now, the only thing I'm afraid of with this fucking hero music, right, is that the whole thing is put together by labels and producers. Right? That's what I'm saying. But they're now, also I'm, pressurizing yeah. to write dirt. I'm, dirt I'm, rap. Yeah, I'm absolutely terrified that this could be a really grim chapter in the history of hip-hop. That we could have like a full Harvey Weinstein fucking situation in fucking 15 years time. And all these women come out and say like, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to rap about fucking like, you know, going to the beach and playing with my mates or whatever, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Right? But uh, like because it's being fucking weaponized and turned up to 11 and the videos they're wearing fucking nothing, nothing for the most part. There are exceptions. There are exceptions to this that we're going to get into in the last song. And we all benefit from that. Everybody fucking wins to a degree, right? But like this, this is full hero mode, right? This song is pure hero mode. And I just pray that Doja Cat wants to do this. Now, you can bring all this back. You can blame all of this on Little Kim. All of yeah. this is Little Kim. But that's... Uh, 
He was going to come up later. This is the only song I didn't like on the playlist. This song here? Yeah. Really? All it's right. not for me. And I'll tell yeah. you why. Because this is... Just the lyrics to me are so basic. Oh, yeah. What you yeah. talking about? And when you do say about sex, I went, oh. Yeah. No. I think this is the fourth song of the album as well. Now, the production is stellar. Yeah. It's so good. And I, 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 looked, at, I looked at the video for this. Yeah. And she knows what she's doing. Mm. She's really... She's absolutely stunning. And she's commanding everything about the song and the video but there's something about it I was just like it needs more it needs more of an edge yeah like like th- I think this is but, almost, I but that, this, isn't, this isn't just I need more of an edge yeah. for my uh, female rap for all rap mm. so like if there's a song about like I don't really like entirely male rap songs about just riding I just halfway through I'm like especially not in the middle of riding there's nothing worse than listening to someone talking about fucking riding you're like my like I just drained me balls there twenty minutes ago. It was it's like looking at someone eating that dinner after you just had yours. Like, how can you do that? You horrible cunt! I'm fucking, it's like it's I'm like stuffed. it's like checking your phone after Christmas dinner. Like, Ugh, yeah. yeah, get that dinner out. Exactly, yeah. disgusting bastard. Um, it was actually a toss up between Doja Cat and uh, Megan The Stallion. He was incredible as well. Um, and I think I'm gonna try and walk her into something at a later day. But then um, that, 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 that's that's my first one. Uh, Doja Cat. I like this song. Like I said, it's standard enough modern hip hop. But I think she's particularly good. Well, she's I got this that real she's, solid she's, flow. She's going to be huge. She already kind of is. Yeah, but she's going to be but monstrous. She's going to be monstrous. Yeah, give her following two years. The, following the Nicki Minaj, which is following in the Little Kim yeah. vein. So. You have Little Kim and Foxy Brown, where yeah. like the fucking they are uh, archetypes yeah. in that um, in that style. Who's your next one? Super, super important. Now, before I get into this, this wouldn't be someone who would like, go to. In music, yeah. but when we put the playlist out, or like this person absolutely has to be on this list. Plus, the, the absolute originator for me of popularized female rap is MC Lee. Mm. And I'm glad that it made me dig a little bit deeper because I knew MC Lee was going to be on this playlist. It would yeah. be absolutely insane you couldn't do it, to yeah. do this playlist without MC Lee. But I knew my songs I liked, but I loved that I did a bit more digging and I was like, fuck, man. Like, it's like it's like if we did it and we did it. I picked it's the equivalent of me picking Run DMC on the eighties playlist. Yeah, it wouldn't be my go-to, but it has to be done. But I'm, and I'm also glad it pulled me into a bit yeah, more digging. Yeah. So MC Light Light as a Rock from the nineteen ninety-eight album, nineteen eighty-eight album Light as a Rock, is arguably the most important album in female rap because mm. it's the first one, the first properly well. As far as I know, it's the first properly released full well-known female yeah. rap album and where time, money and effort was put into it like, she's so good yeah. just her flow and yeah. everything is absolutely so she has good. a real Biggie Smalls type of fucking slam yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. just absolutely so good so she was born in Brooklyn New York 1970 she began recording her first tracks at the age of 14 uh, this is also a common thread is uh, is the women getting started real early really then, really early great, into, yeah. into, into well that's all rappers I suppose if you think about it there's a lot there's a lot of people who just kind of meandered around for a long time yeah uh, male guys because they were happy enough to kind of well it, it kind of plays into the fact that if you're going to be a female rapper you will have to start way earlier well, you're going to have not be, stop you have to be shit off from the get go yeah yeah you have to like the minute you're so, do you want to jump on the track you have to be able to kill yeah kill and that's on that when, track yeah. that's when yeah, I won't. You see, I keep meandering into other artists that yeah. we have to do this. But yeah, yeah. Um, she became the first solo female rapper to have a full released female rap album in, cool. with, the, with this album, and it is. Do you know who put it out? Um, who the label be? I don't know actually. 
Arita or something, one of those. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna that's look it up. You one, keep talking. I'm gonna find out because that's that. That to me will be interesting. So one of the first things she did. This is crazy. That was of no, not of no. Uh, uh, MTV took her really seriously. She did. Do you know the Sinead O'Connor song "I Want Your Hands on Me"? Yeah. There was a remix version released on MTV, where she was on that track. Really. And she's in the video and everything so they just released the Sinead O'Connor video with MC Light's bars put into it mm. as the remix version but remix versions don't normally get a video really they do mm. sometimes but they didn't um, and that song uh, that song is Atlantic Atlantic fucking Atlantic that's a big deal so that's that 19, 1988 yeah that song the Sinead O'Connor song is known for Nightmare on Elm Street 4 mm. from 1988 as well um, she did the song called Rocket Party with Missy Elliott they were both coming up around the same time Missy Elliott fucking done a lot before we even knew her as Missy Elliott it's crazy she's coming up as well just crazy just absolutely crazy how important she is Um, MC Light's raps are just that old school feel and now when it got into the 90s it became more of that well produced solely kind of R&B kind of stuff and and I had had that track um, the one that has the Liberian girls uh, sample on it until Mm. I took it out and I went there wasn't a huge amount of um, it didn't represent like the whole MC light yeah, early yeah, on yeah. thing so I wanted an old school rap song in that golden era just to, just to make it and I'm kind of glad it pushed me into listening to this album because it's fucking really good Deadly. it's really good I only listened to the one from the 90s yeah, yeah. I never listened to 80s MC yeah, yeah. because I don't listen to 80s rap really. and we talked about this yeah and this 80s. is also from when we done our 80s hip hop podcast we decided that like 87, 88 that they're the, the break, years the yeah, that's the year and that's, that's where we're coming up at the same time as Pretty much everyone else. Everyone well, else, maybe. yeah. Uh, in 2017, she got married to a Marine she met on Match.com. Fuck up. Really? Fair play. Imagine MC Light going on Match.com. Imagine finding MC Light on Match.com and going... <gasps> but she's guaranteed she's gone under her fucking real name. She also looks still the same age. Yeah. Now. I've just seen the photo over there. She she's just doesn't age. Yeah. She just doesn't age. And if you listen to interviews with her, she's just puts herself together so well she absolutely does she knows exactly everything she's doing yeah. she's probably been through the absolute mill of absolute shitheads of course in the whole industry coming up from 1988 yeah imagine the people that will come to her and go I like you for a mock yeah you're going for a mock you're going for a mock you're going for a mock we have to add mock to the glossary that, that's yeah <laughs> mock means female for people that don't know yeah. that's yeah, that's female <laughs> but to establish yourself needs a huge album and I think it was only in years afterwards people realised that that was and, and that includes me because I wasn't really massively into um, that 1988 yeah. I don't really listen to 80s rap it's just the, the, it's the same <laughs> it's all the same but I do appreciate the fact that their flows are so good it's super know? important yeah. super important and the flows are arguably better than they were in the 90s a lot of times yeah but um, the whole thing about 80s hip hop always seemed to be that the the actual lyricists, like the, the rapper themselves, became more of an instrument. It was less about the production of the song, and it became more about showca- showcasing vocal talent. So yeah. what you end up is you end up with these songs that are just jam-packed with lyrics. Like, you go back to, like, Eric B and Rakim. Like, musically, it's fucking super, but it's fucking dense yeah. with verses. Dense with yeah. verses. I don't you know? know how rappers in general do that. I don't know how to fucking remember it. Remember Because every time you look a rapper in the studio they very rarely have that notebook in front of them oh yeah a lot of them just remember it what the some fuck some use their phone but yeah but now they use their what phone what the fuck yeah. like absolutely what the fuck yeah. how do you remember 
you know you're singing it in your head all fucking day every day but that's still absolutely they think an album say an album is 45 50 minutes long yeah like (laughs) it would be a phone book of lyrics yeah a phone and you're speeding through it like a Gilmore girl script yeah for one episode of lyrics exactly in there and that's why people that give me like say talk about rap being not their thing I'm like well can you at least appreciate the fact that they have to write 10 songs the normal would people would write yeah. per one exactly. song take a rock song and take your fucking eight lines of verse one your four lines of the chorus you yeah. know like there's nothing nothing yeah. like an entire the lyrics for an entire rock song would fit inside the first verse of a hip hop song so yeah so she's what we consider the first feminist artist in rap mm. she's been nominated for two Grammys but never got one she would have needed a Kanye to jump in yeah on stage while Cindy Lauper was taking a Grammy and go, hang on, no. Yeah. MC Light have one of the best yeah. albums this yeah. year. Uh, she is absolutely originator. Credited by everyone in rap, especially female rappers, as the absolute start of, of yeah. everything in female rap. To be, to be taken seriously and not just... Because uh, this is crazy. She, this was, like you said, very early on in rap and she was taken super seriously with yeah. this. So uh, She stood up. Yeah, listen. She's she respected by... By everyone and watch interviews of her, she's just brilliant, just mm. brilliant to watch. And uh, I'm glad I kind of moved out of the 90s stuff that I like because the, ho- the initial hook for me with MC Light was that song with the, the Liberian girl, Michael Jackson mm. thing. But when I went a bit further, I was like, I might have to start getting into more 80s rap. <laughs> Who is your next one? My next one is uh, Trina. This was a great song, yeah. This is just a great song. Now, Trina, uh, Trina has been voted by uh fucking double XL magazine as like the most consistent female rapper of all time yeah right so they're like every uh, it's true even if you do the quick kind of mill through on Spotify and just skip a lot of songs and skim a lot of songs they're mad consistent like they, they nailed that aspect of it um they uh she kind of she started in 1998 I believe her real name is Katrina Laverne Taylor and uh, this song is called the bad bitch anthem which again the, the, my main problem with, with fucking uh, female led hip hop is that there's too many songs called Bad Bitch or fucking I'm the Baddest Bitch or uh, Bad Bitches United FC or whatever you know what but I mean realistically that's just the standard for rap the standard for male rap as well but like I don't know I'm trying to think if there's what the equivalent would be male rap got the male rap got the sort of go ahead to go weirder when female rap didn't really, until one of the artists we have come up yeah. with. And they didn't really get to express themselves in as many ways, I think. Like, listen, all of our favourite rap songs from females growing up were all about the same stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because they were the ones that got true to us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In, not in, in mainstream, in Ireland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just On the, this rock the like. fucking, yeah. the door songs, the yeah. getting down oh, songs. Oh, of course they were. The, the, the maddest of the mad. Um, this song is uh, off an EP she put out in 2018 called Blue Magic. This is an independently released... EP. She's a bunch of mixtapes and a bunch of albums. She's got six albums, four EPs, and eleven mixtapes. Um, and I think she she was a bit like Atlantic Records or something for a long time. And she ditched them a couple of years ago and just started kind of self-producing and self-releasing stuff because she just had pain in her bollocks with it. Um, her second album was produced by Missy Elliott, who appears on the album as well. Great producer. Um, just so an absolute. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love Missy Elliott. Yeah. Um, she was uh, engaged to Little Wayne for ages, and um, 
they uh, young she, money yeah exactly she has Lil Wayne's name tattooed on her finger and he has her name tattooed on his finger I like and Lil Wayne I like Lil I think Wayne everybody well. likes Lil Wayne yeah they can't really go wrong um, then he's a workhorse as well he is he's a pig for fucking working like um, he, How the content of rap in general it's that's really hard to get into a certain artist without just having to sit there for a I week know. This, is, this, is, this is always the biggest issue with fucking hip hop you find someone that's been around for a while it's just the brick wall of content to get the through mixtapes like, the singles oh. the EPs there's, there's, there's stuff they've just done on other people's stuff that yeah. is even better than their own guests, yeah, it's, it's fucking horrific it's, it's awful trying to dig through it it's um, a, just a big giant dictionary that you're lost in exactly exactly um, I don't have an awful lot to say about the song I just wanted to put Trina on because I know she's been around for a long time yeah she's she, really well respected in she all, got famous um, she guested on a song with Trick Daddy um, who's like a Miami based uh, yeah. rapper um, she actually has her own or she, I don't know whether it's still running but she had I'm going to say had because I don't know if it's still going on she had her own uh, VH1 reality show called Love and Hip Hop with Trick Daddy was followed her around um, and they were making albums and tracks yeah. and guesting on each other's and jumping on with other people's uh, um, songs and stuff like that uh, this is just a cool little song she's got this real aggressive style which I like as well um, because sometimes it's a you great get song, really yeah, a great it's a song. Cool, it's just a cool. I didn't know a huge amount about Trina. I knew you obviously you'll know her name. Yeah, but when I listened to this, I was like, oh, I never big, heard I never heard this song before, but yeah. it's fucking brilliant. Her big album is called The Baddest Bitch. Of course it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. God, oh my God, of course it is. Um, but this well, is this is a in the eighties and nineties. Like I, I mentioned, no name at the start. That's yeah. a very recent thing to be talking about social issues. Yeah. It wouldn't have got, it wouldn't it wouldn't have landed no, at this era no, no. far from no. um, this EP is called Blue Magic the cover is actually kind of cool um, the literally that's all I have to say yeah. about this is just go and listen to this if you like it like the rest of it will fall into place for you um, this is a really good example of the type of stuff that she does like sample yeah. wise this has that kind of fifty cents. Um, bam, 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 type of yeah. piano thing that everybody was using for a while. Um, this has a their little variation of that yeah. in there. So the, the oh, reason she's, I she's use, a great rapper. yeah, the reason I picked it is it's kind of sounds familiar enough to, to jump in. You, you probably never heard it before, but it will sound familiar enough that it's not going to yeah. alienate you. Who is your next one? Holla, <laughs> Missy, misdemeanor earlier. Yeah, suck it to me, mm. featuring the bra, nineteen ninety seven. This is from her debut album that mm. we've talked about on another podcast. This is from Super Duper Fly, yep. which is such a fucking yeah. good album. It's outrageous. Jesus Christ. Um, I mentioned Miss Yelly before in the Before They Were Famous thing because I wanted to get her in there and not knowing we were going to do a female rap. I would have kept it. But, so there's a certain amount we've already talked about on this podcast about Miss Yelly, how she grew up with Timbaland being our mate yep. in the swing mob with Genuine. Um, but Jesus Christ, Miss Yelly is just one of my favourite artists in the world yeah. let alone female let yeah. alone rap let alone just absolutely boundary pushing don't give a fuck mm. because you know how good you are she's, she's a fantastic rapper a fantastic singer that's, that's like, an interesting point because this song I was going to take out because she's mostly singing yeah, the song this, yeah. this is a song featuring Debra yeah. who's a great few bars in this as well but she does rap in this song to me, yeah? to yeah, me. So yeah. this is, out of the, all the tracks on mm-hmm. Super Duper mm-hmm. Floyd mm-hmm. she's singing mostly on it yeah, but yeah. she still does rap on it and it's just m- one of my favourite Missy Elliott songs they're not the obvious ones I chose to that to fucking video is outrageous the video is fantastic so good the video we're going to talk about a little bit because um, yeah. the reason that a lot of her exposure was so huge on MTV was because she used Hype Williams yep. the director who is such a fucking good director he just does that I think they call it and I'm 
using air quotes here because I would not be the person to use Afrofuturistic mm. videos. It's just rappers in like Buster Rhymes. Take a lot from yeah. Buster Rhymes and stuff yeah. of just going out, a little bit out of the box, a little bit surreal, a little bit silly, a little bit cartoony, but still absolutely visually incredible. So he created so many like incredible videos, Hype Williams. But her second album after Super Duper was just as big. Yep. This, that was the real world. That's the one I really fucking like as well. So, but it's hard, I, to, hard to find Missy stuff that's not good. When, just, no, when exactly. She, when she goes out on her own, there's Midland stuff before. But. Because she was a producer with Tim Bland and oversaw a lot of Aaliyah yeah. stuff as well, she was just the girl to have in the studio to go, right, what, what, what do we do now? Yeah. She'd be like, absolutely know what to do. Whether she was on the fucking mixing desk or just directing or whatever it, yeah. just directing or just giving ideas she was just a vein to tap into of how do we make how do we even just take some of what you do yeah. into someone else as well and that was when Horn and Timberland like what an absolutely amazing combo of two people to get together Timberland's early stuff is just it's fucking superb even, I, even the early 2000s I, I was not into that really chipset Timberland era stuff I, I can't like do that I like ga- it. I Game like Boy it. music I can't do Game Boy <laughs> music I just one yeah. or two of them and fine, but like the, for a while there, he was just Jesus Christ, everything he done just sounded like a fucking Sega Mega Drive being hit with a baseball bat. Like, <laughs> I actually love it. I, I love, yeah. love it. But like, her third album, uh, Missy, Missy, um, that was the one with the singles that we kind of all know: "Woman, Man, Get Your Freak On" yeah. and "Work It," which she actually got a Grammy for um, for best best female solo performance. "Work It" was gonna be on the list because "Work It" is yeah. One of the genuinely could be honestly in my top twenty favorite songs yeah. of all time. Yeah, but this one, "Suck It to Me," for me is a good example of how well she started off. Yeah, with the super duper flight. Listen to that album. It's super a real Duperfly. statement of intent. Really, really, that is, song yeah. in particular. And like you can tell, everything. you can tell, Timbaland is playing out of skin. Yeah. On it. By the way, now if you wanted an entire album produced by uh, Timbaland, so you, twenty quid, you couldn't afford it. Twenty quid. The series doing the courses. You see the ads on Facebook. It's like twenty quid. They just, all do them. St- Steve yeah. Martin is yeah. doing them for comedy. Yeah. And, and now listen, how fucking mad is that? Do you know what those courses are hilarious? It's just right? pre-recorded videos. Like, pre- did you ever That's see? All. Did you ever see Dead Mouse's one? No, really. Dead, Dead Mouse does one. Right. I did hear about it, and, yeah. I, and I clicked. I was like, all right. Dead Mouse looks. He's got like that fucking synth that he uses. That fucking sounds unreal. That well, he has synth. a whole wall of synths behind yeah, but him. There's as well, one particular yeah, mad is, yeah. one that he's famous for. But he also for. clearly didn't really care about yeah, it he was like, he was like oh, whatever uh, okay listen he goes I'm not going to lie to you I throw blocks of stuff together and if I like it I'll try and produce a bit more but he t- yeah. those those, uh, those courses are hilarious man he got so many people I think mm. like fucking like famous composers are new in the mall now whoever got them in it's basically like a TED talk yeah. that you pay for that's online you see those uh, what's the one where you can like pay Snoop Dogg 40 quid to say our name like happy you that, I think that's gone but that was that was a thing that not exist anymore no because so I was going to give Snoop Dogg a few quid to shout out last, Lost Art I actually well listen it's probably still can but it's a lot more than 40 quid is it yeah it would be yeah. we'll have to find someone like Midland Famous could we get one of the lads from the like, Versatile The Lynch Mob or something <laughs> the, the Versatile know all the lads now They know Coolio and all them Yeah, yeah, we got Coolio I actually do You ring Coolio, he's your mate Talking about rap I do like Versatile But I wouldn't be able to listen to a whole Versatile album With the Dublin accents It's just it's When it's too close to Your own voice I'm, mid, I'm, I'm on the fence yeah. I'm on the fence Well, she was Miss Yelly was supposed to make There was supposed to be a childhood movie or A movie made about her childhood And a whole Biographical one mm. made of her about because she had a really, really, really rough childhood, 
and they were supposed to have loads of people involved in that and it just fell by the way so Timbaland said he didn't really want to be involved in it for whatever reasons she had a uh, Graves disease for a while what the fuck is that Graves disease is a uh, we <laughs> keep dying and getting up <laughs> no you, you joined the Misfits after Danzig yeah He's here in a while. He's playing here in a while. Michael Graves. Yeah. Graves' disease is a, a thing that I think happened to her after a car crash where I couldn't really get the, the bounds of it. It's, your body starts shutting down. You lose, she lost her hair and everything. Really? Yeah, yeah, You get like yeah, alopecia yeah, yeah. and all it's that shit. Under a certain amount of treatment. It's not... It's one of those things that won't ever leave your entire system. Yeah. But you, with medication, you can minimize you can, it. Like, you can yeah. minimize it. And she lost a fuck ton of weight yeah, a while she, ago. Absolutely. Remember, she, she reappeared like last year for the Super Bowl show or one of these big things. And yeah, she, yeah, she just she lost... Fucking bitch hadn't... But she hadn't aged. So she, doesn't, she doesn't age. Another person that just doesn't age. Black down cracks on. Black down crack. I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. you did. So yeah. it's just <laughs> She hasn't had an album in 15 years. But she has still put out content after content. Mm. Some people just don't do albums anymore. Yeah, there's no point. I think... One of the last albums she did, I can't remember the name of it, um, it got kind of criticised for being too broken up. It was no concept behind it, but that was just people putting a lot of songs together. Yeah. So that's when she thinks she realised, I'm just going to put a lot of songs out. She's in the charts right now. Really? With Lizzo. Oh, that's so right, that's, yeah. she's, she's never not going to be one of the most important people in music yeah. in general. Like that. People are always going to mention Missy Elliott. Um, she finally won the MTV... Video Vanguard Award in last year. People were like, mm. people like Justin Timberlake are winning over the years. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift, and I know Hype Williams himself, who directed all our videos, won mm. it in 2006. But to not give her people, it was one of those things. You know, like people complain. <laughs> Everyone about, around that got a bad whore. Yeah, yeah. it was one of those things where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has the same thing. We're like, why is this person not on give the Rock and Roll Hall of like, Fame? For fuck's sake, they born through them all. Like, who would have yeah, but would you not give it to the people who made a huge impact on the people who are getting those awards? Yeah, yeah. You can, so she got it anyway, and yeah. she's watching the video. She's just she doesn't look like she's bare. She's just in there in the face, giving yeah. it loads. Looking at Missy Elliott makes me happy. Yeah. If you ever yeah. look at her in anything, it just gives you this instant feeling. The opposite of, of James Harden. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I didn't pull much heat over what I said about <coughs> him. The last yeah. Time, so. No one copped it. I don't think. Listen, Missy Elliott is always going to be one of my favorite rappers. Uh, the videos are. Incredible. That, listen, it's artistry at its finest. It's as well, it is her style, yeah. but her flow and her voice. As soon as you hear her, yeah. you know voice. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. So uh, she's outrageous. Listen, I don't even think I did her enough justice on that. But listen, I did my best. So uh, she, listen, she's got to be on a hundred more. <laughs> who's your next one? Uh, my next one is it's Little Kim. Um, had to happen. Uh, yeah, come on, come on. Has the, to happen. the the queen of the whore, queen of all horrors. Um, whore music. Yeah. Um, Okay. We, mean, we mean that with the absolute most respect. Of course. Like, God loves a trier. Um, her name is Kimberly Denise Jones. And uh, I picked Magic Stick, even though she, she's, she's definitely in Magic Stick. It's but it's such a good song. combo kind of song with her and 50 Cent. 50 Cent is as good as he's ever been oh, yeah. on this song. When 50 Cent finds the right music and the right... There's a particular kind of tone that he sits in. He was definitely... This, do you know what this reminds me of? His song, Candy Shop. Yeah. Magic I, I'm stick. not going to like it. I always get the two mixed up. But this is way better. Mm. Just simply way better. Candy Shop's mm. not good. No, Magi- it's not. Magic Stick is better. No, yeah. Um, Magic Stick is obviously about dicks. Let's get it. Let's, it's the two of them talking that. about... Riding. Riding or just going down or whatever. Yeah, the usual bullshit. Oh, the sex stuff. Yeah. The, se- the dirty mouth <laughs> sex stuff. Um, so, Little Kim was kind of homeless for a while uh, in Brooklyn. She was born and raised in Brooklyn. She um, 
I believe was it her that done yeah she went to the same school as Naz and Foxy Brown really in Brooklyn now that kind of gets interesting later on in the story so but the whole thing Horn Foxy <coughs> Brown were oh always my, compared oh and my just, god it's outrageous yeah the, the media wanted them to kill each other they basically did. didn't they they did the media the media starts these beefs man yeah um, so she was discovered by uh, Biggie Smalls and asked to join the Junior Mafia so she jumps into Junior Mafia and Junior Mafia had a similar kind of thing to say somebody like Wu-Tang right where you had Biggie Smalls who was doing particularly well at the time and so he put together a group so if you think of that in terms of someone like Wu-Tang we had Jizza already had solo albums out he was like that big name Rizza was known for making the music and they put together this crew, and the whole idea was, we're going to do this crew, and then everybody's going to get their own solo albums off the back of it. Yeah, right? yeah. So they've done the exact same thing with Junior Mafia. You, so, you pull your resources together, and then you exactly. break off exactly. when, the, when the public knows you. When it's, it's fucking time, brilliant. It's a great idea. So what, the, what Biggie done was he put together Junior Mafia, and there was, oh, fucking hell, one or two kind of breakout stars that done okay over it, but the big one is Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim was the absolute standout, from Junior Mafia to the point where I think two of her bodyguards later on in her career were her co-rappers from Junior Junior Mafia. Really? Yeah, they downgraded like, like they lost XP exponentially, like real bad. Um, they became her bodyguards after rapping, or became rappers like, after she bodyguarded. No, like, like Junior Mafia was whatever sold. Did you that first Junior Mafia album done okay? Right? Yeah. I think it's a good album. I, I listened to it when, it's, back it, in the nineties. Yeah, 90, yeah 90s. it's very nineties. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's another group effort. I was still thing. listening to Biggie, and you know, I didn't exactly. really need to listen. Need, to we don't need them. more. Yeah, don't, exactly. Yeah. Um, like Get Money is the big song, and there's a whatever, but um, important of course. <laughs> after yeah. Junior Mafia. After sorry, after Lil Kim became a breakout star, Junior Mafia just kind of disintegrated and drifted away. But uh, at least one, if not two, of the guys from Junior Mafia just ended up being her bodyguards. I get you. Sorry, so that is yeah. an absolute. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. it's like, fucking you, weird. Like you know what? If you are touring with them and you go, I still love going on tour, and uh, I'll I'll just do whatever. Yeah, just I'll just be there. Yeah. Just, just is there a seat on the plane for me? Yeah, yeah. Can I still be part? I'll of go. All the cold. I'm not joking in front of any sort of fucking bullet, like, but I'll go. Um, she sold a shit ton of music. Yeah. Am I wrong in saying that she was the originator of the whole boss woman? Yeah, she would have been one of them. Like yeah. when you t- when you turn from talking about. Let's say just MC Light being an incredible rapper, yeah. just on her own right. But MC Light would have been one of the kind of Missy Elliott style, Five XL denim jacket type of MCs. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But is she is, is Little Kim always struck me as the one that became this talking about Mafia getting, getting your money yeah. and being the yeah. boss of your own yep. empire. One hundred percent. definitely one of the originals, originators of that. That comes from the Junior Mafia style yeah. of way of doing things, the New York way of doing things. And it, no, I'm not going to. So she sold 15 million albums and 30 million singles in her career so far. That's an Jesus awful Christ. lot. Yeah, an awful lot. Now, Horn of Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown came out a tiny little bit later than Lil Kim, but the two of them have always been compared together yeah. Yeah. so much to the point where they were they were they had had collaboration albums yeah. planned. They were like friends. Like I said, they went to school together. Yeah, and something happened along the way where they fucking hated each other like Tupac and Biggie yeah fucking hated each other and this is where it gets real fucked up it gets to a negativity head. sells far more than positivity yeah absolutely but it, by the looks of it both of them kind of thought they were aping each other you know what I mean stealing, like, stealing the bit of yeah. or, or style but like the style 
So, like, uh, now Lil Kim went on to have mad beef with fucking uh, with Nicki Minaj because yeah, Nicki's style is very Lil Kim yeah. um, to the point where uh, Lil Kim's style of music um, start being referred to in the media as gangster porno rap. Actually, that beef came up with Missy Elliott as well. There was a oh, time, she did have. There was a time. Here. Well, Missy Elliott backed completely away from that, but just it's funny that you mentioned that when Nicki Minaj came out. Um, she she said, she made a comment like I'm bringing female rap back to the forefront. Yeah, and all Missy Elliott did was post a picture of Little Kim. Yeah, in uh, the Louis Vuitton yeah. full cover, like the, mesh, uh, the, yeah. the mesh cover, yeah. like, and said, "Listen, uh, I just want to shout out to Little Kim, the originator of all yeah. this." Shit. And that was taken by the media as a dig yeah. at Nicki Minaj, and it was more Little Kim. Or Missy Elliott, I'm like, nah, I'm just yeah, uh, just letting just, you know, just little reminding, little letting reminder. You know. Yeah. Letting you know. It didn't always go away for us. It exactly. went away for the media. Don't fucking play on the media for that shit. Yeah. Um, so the, so I'm so rap right now. I'm so rap right now. <laughs> I'm so into this right now. So uh, what happened was um, the it kind of came to a head one night, and one of her bodyguards the, the, basically there was a shooting, right between Foxy Brown's fucking crew and uh, Lil Kim's crew. And one of her guys let rip fucking 20 shots Can you imagine the amount of people in, in both of those girls' ears? Oh, okay. of course, yeah. You okay. let that motherfucker tell you what to and do. And he's sitting yeah. over here. She's looking at you. Yeah. She's like your ma. Egging them on. She's like your ma. Of course. 100%. She said your dad's in the yeah. Exactly. Your ma sells Avon. Exactly. Your ma's your dad. Your ma's your dad. Yeah. So it turned out the fucking uh, one of Lil' Kim's fucking entourage fucking let rip a lot of rounds into Foxy Brown's crowd. Now, nobody is fucking seriously um, injured or d- died or anything like that. But uh, when it goes to court, Lil' Kim kind of commits perjury and lies in front of the jury and the judge and she found out and she has to go to jail. So she goes to jail for a year. Um, it's a fucking long time. It is. Just for lying. That's why I'd be lying. If I go to court tomorrow, I'm fucking lying. But I believe it. Like crazy, unless I didn't it? do anything like like it can even come up to the fact that if she had told the truth about that she would have not gone to jail for a year well it, just who, who knows which way she was obviously trying to protect her fucking serious. Um now what they did do they, they were smart about it they set up a reality TV show with BET and they followed her around for a year during the trial so she made a fucking fuck good. ton good do it off her going to court and seeing her She's lawyers and all not exactly I'm make a boss bitch make that money fucking absolutely um, we're she, so white. It's a cool little. We're oh, so yeah. white. Well, yeah. Um, I was going to say the thing I always say. I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm not white Moorish. Yeah, I'm not white Moorish. I looked into that during the week. A lot of people agree with you. Yeah. Island nation. Um, no, I'm definitely white. Uh, I always have this dream that I go over to America and I'm just taken in by the rap community for being Irish. It's, oh, such you, a stupid, had, it's such a stupid little it's not far dream, off that. though. Oh, oh no, he's Irish. He's Irish. Went, Every Irish person thinks, or hopes, and dreams that they are not viewed in the form of a conflict of white people. No, here's, Do you know what I mean, though? I, listen, I'm Mija brother. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, as a person who's been to America a fucking thousand times, being Irish is like having a bulletproof vest, right? Is it as what I wanted to be? One hundred percent. 100%. I, years ago, when fucking that stupid Eminem movie came out, 8 Mile, I was in Detroit. And I said, drop me off an 8 Mile, I want to see what it's like. <laughs> and the people were like, no. Yeah, yeah, that in America as well. Yeah, they're like, no. And I'm like, no, for real though, just drop, I want to see what it's like. And they're like, no, I can't go there. And I'm like, listen, 
I'm from Cabra. Like, have you ever been to Ballymoon? It can't be as bad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be, oil be fine. Yeah. Just drop me off and collect me in an hour's time. I, I'm going to go into a shop. I'm going to buy a bottle of Coke. I'm going to buy a box of fags. I'm going to sit in the corner and I'm just going to smoke cigarettes. That's what I'm going to do. I yeah. just want to see what it's like. Yeah. And they done it. They did? Done. Left me there. Right? Let me there. I was there for 45 minutes. I got approached. Of course I did. Yeah. I got approached. No way. By a lot of lads. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm like, listen, I'm not from here. And like, what do you mean? This is, this is fa- hand on heart, this happened. Where are you from? I'm from Ireland. I'm like, what's that? It's like, it's a little island in Europe. And they're like, okay. So Leprechaun! Not even. They didn't know. Because that's a huge... No, but that's a huge... That they, Leprechaun movie is huge. Yeah, they, I'm not going to lie to you. They didn't know. Right. Right. They hadn't a clue. They didn't know what Ireland was. Didn't really understand what Europe was. And the Leprechaun. Yeah. Is, I, I met fucking... The, 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 the very impoverished people while I was there. I don't, they weren't... Not, they weren't gangbangers, they were just locals, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I sat there for 40 minutes talking shy, and uh, they coined it. They coined knew what Ireland was, but they didn't understand it. They didn't understand it. Now, it didn't give them the whole fucking 800 years of bleeding oppression speech. Yeah, because I think, like, trying to explain to them that um, the Wolf Tones are, are gangster rap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's just it's, it's, there's too many YouTube videos to be shown about all, yeah exactly constantly. but um, no problem I had grey crack I had the fucking crack with the boys because um, I started talking started talking about uh, Isham who we, we covered in a, in a podcast yeah. a while ago yeah. um, actually it's on the Patreon it's, the regular people won't have heard it um, he was a very famous rapper from the tree he was kind of an underground rapper from the tree and um I'd been talking to them, I just picked up the last, I think, Repentance I'd bought was the last Esham album. I was talking to them about that. And they were very interested in the idea that this fella from a place they'd never heard of, with the maddest accent ever, knew who Esham was. Yeah. So I, just, I literally just sat there, I had a box of cigarettes, everybody got smoked, so everyone wanted smoke. Yeah. It was like prison. Just here's a smoke, don't stab me. And it was grand. I sat there for like 45 minutes and a great crack. That's and the white boy dream. For real. But I lived it. And nothing happened. It was great. And well, I ha- like a, sim- a slightly similar story. We were coming back from in LA. We we're driving back from the Hollywood Hills, where the whole observatory thing is. Yeah. Um, seeing the James Dean statue and all that, like that, and going back to Torrance. Actually, incidentally, where uh, NWA's first album was recorded. Yeah. And I saw the X Torrance record. is supposed to be a fucking horrific place. No, Torrance is fine. No, Torrance is no, it's fine. No, absolutely not. Really? We were driving back. And I saw the ex of her Compton. I went, "Can we go through Compton?" Mm. And they went, <laughs> "So why can't we?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" They're like, "I was like, you being serious? Like, absolutely not going to Compton right now." But please, and I was like, "Come on, because like, please, come on, I'll, I'll drive." I said, "I've always wanted to go to Compton." They're like, yeah. "No, seriously, you, you've got this romantic idea right now. Mm. It's a stupid idea for you to go in there right now." And I went, "Okay, I'd, I never I'd, did. I do it in a happy." But but I also rented a car. I went looking for Bigfoot in America as well. So let's be honest. Like, it was a case of there was there were there was talk of maybe driving straight directly through and not mm. stopping, and then I was like, no, no, I want to like to get out. I, I want to see what they were like. Like it was such. I a, need the boy a forty in was, Compton. It was such a naive fucking thing for yeah. me to do because I have to find no way I would be able to talk myself out of no. any situation. Really, in my head, I, I was thinking won't. of me, you me, maybe we yeah. uh, absolutely. So listen, all I'm, I could think about was where's Doughboy's house. <laughs> All I can think of it was that, that 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 fucking bit in Die Hard Three where he has the sign on them. Mm, mm. Like, oh man, that was that would have been there's, me. There's loads of white people in Compton. You'd be grand. Loads. Always well, has been. It, I was advised to not to, to learn. Remember my what I look like and, and not be a sap. No, you're so I, If anybody, the minute somebody comes up to you, just go, "I'm not from here, lads." Ah, oh, the boys. Yeah. Ah, yeah. be Jesus. Once you're once you're different and you're not, 
I never had any issues zero but I do find this and I have to say this actually I've been waiting to say this on this podcast there is a certain oh this is it's a terrible time to bring this up do it there's a terrible there's a there's an incredible suck it to me uh, suck uh, it to uh. me like you want to do now fucking Missy Elliot there's a certain arrogance with white Americans regarding rap that they have this ironic dance they do to rap music that annoys me I just do my head that's fine but we'll talk about do the chicken dance with my head you see it in every I watch a lot of shows like Euphoria or Atlanta or um, Insecure where there's a lot of people portrayed as ignorant hipster white people that just almost take the piss and enjoy rap ironically Mm. And that is a huge deal over in America. Like that Portlandia Wu Tang thing. Just exactly, yeah, just yeah. all that. Like, I want to take a bit of the culture and enjoy it, but yeah. I don't want to actually be in. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I just learn enough about the carry carry conversation, but, I, but not be into it. I have to admit that, like, when I see that stuff happening, and I see Americans coming into the bar I'm in, and they're asking for, they always ask for 2005 stuff yeah. below. Never always. new rap. Never, never. ever, ever no. new rap. They want Nelly. They want Eve. Let yeah. me blow your mind and yeah. stuff like that. But then when I see them dancing, it's an ironic. Insulting dance to rap. They do is like they have a big smile on their face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, had and they're growing. I'm like, that, man, like, like how you? I know. Do you understand how good this fucking music is? Yeah, they don't. No. And, and you're annoying. It's, and an, it's a nostalgic factor to them. It's not the concept of the music being good. But it comes, it's not. They grew way closer to this music than I ever oh, will. They had access to it. They, these people played in their cities. They could have went. But it, it reminded. They, it, they did not come here. It reminded me of when I was doing metal clubs and people would walk in and do the fake Masha dance. <sighs> do you remember that? Yeah. And how annoying that was yeah. to see someone taking the piss out of an entire genre That's of music yeah. and just taking and just being like, yeah, yeah bringing flip, the whole flipping with it, yeah, just fuck yeah. off. Like. So I see that and I think that is what people will see me as, mm. even if I say I love this amount of hip hop and that, yeah. and I'm nowhere near as much into hip hop as you are. I wouldn't be able to talk my way with Esham or any of that out of a situation. I'd be like, oh, all eyes on me. But listen, that, I just wanted to say that, that I yeah. do appreciate. How annoying it must be to see privileged fucking chads yeah. dancing to fucking hip hop. Like I said, and, and drunk, is, w- drunky white girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is why yeah. I do not go to hip hop gigs anymore. The exactly. last, yeah. no, actually, I lied earlier on. I said the last hip hop gig I went to was Ice T. The last hip hop gig I went to was Jizza doing Liquid, Liquid Swords, yeah. and it was fucking horrific. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. Because people m- are trying too hard. It's my favourite hip-hop album of all time. I fucking... I nearly died when I seen it announced. I, honest to God, I yeah, thought... I remember I, that. I was like... <gasps> yeah. I thought I was having was, a fever dream. There was talking the of Gar yeah. losing his mind. I, was have, I thought I was absolutely having a fever dream. Like, I've got the coronavirus. It's fucking kicked in, boys. I'm off the Valhalla. Right? That's what I thought. And I went to it. And I was surrounded by fucking mutants for the entire thing. And that poor bastard Jizz had done three nights three nights of that and not only that he came back last year and done another night of it in a different venue and I still could not go my plan was I went to the opening night he was he had two more after that three in total in the Sugar Club and my plan was if this is good night one I'm absolutely I don't care how much it is I'm getting tickets I'll buy them off scalpers I'll pay 100 quid a pop I will go to every single night to see Liquid Swords play three times in a row boy fucking jizza this is what's going to happen and I went and I didn't even stick around for the encore 
I walked the fuck out. Yeah. Because all that happened to me, I was surrounded by fucking cunts on day release. All these fucking lads, probably my age, but like got married when they were 22 and have a gaggle of children and were given release by their wives to go out. So they start drinking at six o'clock. And so they can't drink they for can't shit. can't hack it. They're this is just falling. a biological thing. that you can, If you get out of drinking, yeah. you can't just walk back into there it. There was nobody. I am standing there like a prick. Like fucking uh, standing there rhyming the whole album, and he's doing like fucking Wu Tang bangers, and all. I'm losing my fucking mind, and he's doing it all. And I'm fucking giving it loads. The chicken head is going, and I'm rapping along, fucking not out, not out loud, so I don't have to say the bold words. <laughs> but I'm fucking, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, oh you, when the MCs came, I'm doing the whole fucking thing, and I look around, and there's just balded fucking 40 year old men falling over themselves puking in corners lifting up their fucking pint bottles of boomers and waving them in the air it's red hot and yellow you don't care woo the roof's on fire and I fucking (laughs) couldn't take it anymore I know and the minute he was like good night Dublin and I thought do you know what he's gonna come back and he's gonna do fucking he's gonna do he's, he's gonna do like fucking Something big. He's going to bring the ruckus or something. And I'm going to lose my mind. And I'm actually going to start punching. Windmill. You're going to full oh, windmill. Full, hardcore windmill yeah. and all these mutants. Full. I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I, I, I turn around the whore and I said, I have to get the fuck out of here. Right away. Yeah. Straight off the bat. Left. Yeah. And I was sickened. And I know two other people who went to the second night of the third night. And they came back to me saying the exact same thing. Like, Jizz himself was great. Do you know what I mean? He's a, one of the greatest MCs of all time. All time. All time best. But the people there ruined it. Yeah. And it just reinforced the thing that I got when I went to see Ice T, who was my favourite hip hop artist of all time, where I was just surrounded. And I, f- I felt alienated because I'm looking, I'm going, the fucking, the yeah, sheer volume of honkies here. <laughs> fucking dis- Absolute crackers. Just disgusts me. Big ghosts. For real. Just ghost honkies. headed cunts everywhere. <laughs> I was fucking disgusted with myself for being in this crowd. I wanted to put a barrier on me and just like, I'm not with these cunts. Because they have the loose wife beaters and the cap pulled to the side, yeah. the big giant caps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. and they're all rolling big six skinners and like, oh, yeah. ice rolling. I see the name drink lad, and they're all coked off that beer. Yeah, oh, it's stupid. Drug. It was the worst. Anyway, little Kim. Uh, little fact about little Kim <laughs> before we finish up is that uh, I'm glad we went into that. We had to. She uh, she wrote the entrance music for WWE wrestler Trish Stratus. Nice. That's all I can tell you. She's who's, great. Who's your next one? My next one is Your Majesty Club Action from the album Futuristically Speaking. Never be afraid. That's a great title. This is super. This is such a so fucking good. good song. Fuck that shit. Fuck that this shit. Oh it's my god. Fucking outrageous. This is a really weird type of music that these three girls, mostly two of them, because three of them can't be in the same, uh, as I learned, on the stage really together anymore. Um, Your Majesty is an American hip hop group from Tampa, Florida. Mad place, I'd say. Florida's bad shit. Absolutely yeah. mad place. There's three members. Uh, the singer, the person who's most of the singing is Jill B. And the two rappers, Shunda K and Shauna B. Um, they are a... You're never going to get this. A proud lesbian Christian crunk electro Shut the fuck up. Shut up. the fuck up, Dana. This is the most random band. That's why I had to put them on. And club action is the club action. Mm. Get your ass on the floor. Get your ass on the... It's such... Instantly, that song punches you in the side of the head. And kick, goes, kick your elbows down the stairs. Fucking music. Yeah. Every bit of this song is incredible. So... Somehow, this is three girls from Tampa, Florida being produced 
by an electro group from Milton Keynes called Hard Feelings. Fuck off. Swear to God, it's fuck You won't off. get this madness again. Something happened with this collaboration that these two lads from Hard Feelings, two very, very nerdy looking dudes, but they're really, really good musicians, really mm. good producers from Milton Keynes. And um, this music is just so much fun. They only have one album. And it's, there's, a couple of so- there's a couple of songs produced by other people. One of them is Basement Jacks on this album. Mm. Um, Futuristically speaking, Never Be Afraid from 2008 is just such a, a random album that you need to just listen to how crazy this is. So these two lads, I couldn't figure out how these found each other. Even though I watched a documentary, there's a documentary called That's Was Up. It's on YouTube now, and it's about their, their tour that went bad, okay. basically. So check that out on YouTube. That's was up. Uh, just type in that's was up. Yeah. Your Majesty. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This to me sounds like New Orleans bounce. There's a bit of bounce in it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, but did you hear like the beep, 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 wah, 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 yeah. and car beep, beep, yeah. noises coming into it's it? fucked up. The whole thing is so. I'll say this, right? It's, it's, I'll, I'll never, ever, ever in my entire life shy on fucking hip hop producers from the UK. No, they are no. fucking outrageous. Yeah, absolutely. Like that whole like remember if you remember I go back to even like Mark B and Blade and all. Yeah, the production stuff is it's incredible. fucking incredible. There's like touches of grime on it. There's yeah. touches of garage. Touches of and this a lot of people have name checked punk mm. in this music, mm. which is crazy. These could be the punkiest it's lesbian a, Christian rap yeah. crunk electro rappers. It's a fucking wild. Time. Like it's wild. What year was this? Two thousand eight. Okay, all right, that fits, yeah. And their gigs were apparently just off the chain. They, they're, they're all tops off. For real? Full tops off. Full tops off. nuts, drinking yeah. Hennessy on stage. Uh, passing out Hennessy. They have a big thing where they go, anyone here knock out a lot of money on them tonight? You came to the gig, you paid yeah. for Come up for us and have a, have a shot with us. We'll give you a shot. We'll give you for some real? drink. Yeah. Um, so they, they did um, a tour of England that is sort of documented in this documentary. Uh, that's what's up. So only two of them could come over because they had a bit of an incident on the plane. Mm. One of the girls who went home as soon as the plane did a emergency landing. There's not a huge amount of documentary as what yeah. happened, but they apparently were the ones that caused the emergency landing really? on the plane. Yeah, there was a bit of a ruckus on the plane with the girls or between uh, with yeah. other people. No, with the girls and other people. Oh, well, and I, they wouldn't really go into too much about it. And I really wanted to find out more about what it was. But all it was was a girl going, "Listen, I just got off the plane, took a cigarette, took a flight back to plant, back to Tampa, and let the girls go off and do a gig." So the whole documentary is in a van with the lads from Hard Feelings yeah. trying to stop them, the other two killing each other. Well, wow. killing each other because it was everything they would do is halfway through the. There's a, there's a part of the documentary where they're like they are four hours in the van to the gig to the sorry to the hotel to the soundtrack to the gig yeah. back again repeat it over and over again will drive you physically mental oh, yeah, mentally yeah. insane physically drained I know that from experience yeah yeah. yeah. yeah I, I actually thought of you when I yeah. thought about this how hard that would be to, to repeat the same thing over and over and over again if you are two girls from Tampa thrown into it's an England. environment yeah. a random England, environment yeah. yeah so they eventually started to do interviews separately they couldn't do separately uh, couldn't do interviews together anymore yeah was that wasn't even all of them, like... No, the other one, gone home. Just, I'm out. Yeah. He's out, like... Yeah. gone home. She, um, she comes back into the documentary yeah. later, and it's absolutely brilliant. It's, I'm it's, into this. It's not the most... It's one of the... Not the best produced documentary. Oh, yeah. keep those ones you have to keep hurrying the volume up, because they keep yeah. cutting the different cameras. Yeah. You can't hear. So, 
from Samsung the phone yeah. the fucking yeah. they not only stopped doing interviews together the two lads while on tour in the hotel rooms would pull the mattresses up off the beds and create little um, studios in the room but they refused to wrap together so oh. there'd be two rooms her room and the other girl's room and the other t- two guys would split off and have to record their bits separately that well, just reminds me of that Hulk Hogan movie Suburban Commando Oh, remember that? Remember that where they, like, like, they were in the bed and you had to like get a lump of twine and draw it down the middle of the bed and like, this yeah. is my side of the bed. Don't touch my side of the bed. <laughs> well, these are two. They, they got two different rooms, and if you look at the documentary, they are just they get back onto the tour bus together or the, the tour van or whatever like that, and they start going at it. And they have to speed up the argument. They have an argument that lasts four hours on the Fuck. bus all the way down, and you see they speeding it up, and the two the two English guys. Guys jumping and go, girls, girls, please come on. We've got a really big gig coming up as well. Yeah. Your Majesty are one of the most weirdest ideas of supreme talent not being able to bottle it and sell it properly. Yeah. So I'm looking at them here online. <laughs> they're nuts, man. They're just they're so talented. They're absolutely so talented. I can't remember where I heard this club action song, but I remember I never heard it till you put it on the, I remember on putting the playlist, it on my though. phone and just going. This is one of the best it's rap songs I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah. And it's all about just being in the club, having a good time, and people stepping on your new runners, yeah. and how people need to get out of your fucking face when you're having a good time. What's the album called? Futuristically speaking, Never Be Afraid. Never Be Afraid. Yeah. And it sounds honestly like something like that, that guy that you like, um, Leroy Le Rimes Digital. Oh, Leroy Rimes Digital is, yeah. Mixed, it, with, it has that, yeah. mixed with Tampa Crunk. Yeah. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's absolutely so bizarre. So this poor lad, I think his name is James from Hard Feelings, in the documentary was trying to hold this whole thing together, stop them killing each other. He probably financed some of it as well. Well, you know, he lost. So he financed all of it yeah. and lost his bollocks. Full lost his bollocks. Full lost his bollocks. And um, towards the end of the show, they were just pulling people up off the out of crowd, dancing with them. And they were like, there was lads trying to play guitar behind them. Yeah, like, they have. I've seen photos there. They've, they've guitars lives, on stage and all. Yeah. Guitars, and there was people just jumping all over their gear and all. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is not just a disaster. This is not happening. So, so they the got Florida through the girls gone wild. They got through the tour anyway. When they got to Paris, weirdly, they became best mates again. Really, and then broke apart again. Ugh. They just couldn't. If you look at the docu- if you look at the documentary, they just can't look at the overall picture of how big they were going to be with two random not random because Hard Feelings UK mm. are two sort of they did a lot of little gigs around themselves mm. like that whatever like that but they were dropped by the label as soon as the, the show was over or as soon as the tour was over and like we can't and your man kind of dropped out now the, the initial girl that was that left joined up with I think Shona Kay see Shona Kay started doing this thing where she started selling her own merch mid-tour hmm. that was what apparently was the catalyst mm. of the fights selling your own t- with your own name not your majesty yeah. just her name or name t-shirt. grimness that's like uh, um, Ginger from the Boil Hearts remember all that shit oh yeah, yeah. Mora that Mora. can create you, you see man if you're on tour in face to face on a bus with people over, you, c- yeah. you have to be on your best behaviour yeah. or just say nothing do you remember that story? Where no, what is that story? So I remember, I remember the, Boyle, Ginger, the Boyle Hearts. Yeah. Ginger and his so, own little kind yeah. of So Ginger is like the songwriter and singer in, 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 in uh, Boyle Hearts. Is kind of, they were Scottish, weren't they? Scottish, Scottish kind of rock and roll, yeah. kind of punk rock and roll. I never got them. I don't understand them. I don't they're understand, fine, but, but you know. I know people that like... There's that people millions. I know who are... Boyle Hearts are their favourite band. Yeah, them I like don't get Backyard that. Babies and all. There's a particular... There's a particular story of that yeah. rock and roll where you, you latch onto it and you become obsessed with it. And yeah. that's cool. But, but I never got it with Wild Hearts. I, I'm one with you. They're fine. I've it's seen like them. the Turbo, turbo, turbo Young and, 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 and stuff like that. You latch onto yeah. a band that we, we would go, 
Really? Yeah. Tobin Negro have like three okay songs. It's more it's of like a cult. It's, 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 it's exactly, it's some sort of a cult. More so. of a cult. Um, but yeah, apparently what Ginger was doing was that he was printing up his own World Hearts merch and selling it outside the gig afterwards and keeping all the money. Ah, right. Not only that, he was uh, he set up his own like eBay page and he was selling World Hearts merch on eBay and keeping all the money. He wasn't divvying it up amongst the band. You see, that's just going to cause absolute, Always. absolute Always. Joy. Now, the thing about this, the lads said when they went on stage, it was all forgotten about. On the stage, they would be whipping the tops off, yeah. putting the mics out to the crowd, like big ditties, bounce, that shit. Big ditties bouncing that shit. everywhere, yeah. everyone having the best fucking time, yeah. even in England and stuff like that. And I was looking at the venues, these were literally Olympias. Yeah, like 11, Vicar 12, Streets, 12, Vicar Streets yeah. Olympias, the whole way Thousand plus anyway. Yeah. Um, their fa- their favorite gig was Glasgow apparently because I think one of the girls Shona I think it was Shona Kay watched a documentary on Glasgow about how it's not treated the same way as the rest of Scotland because yeah, yeah. they did it, they did it Edinburgh as well I think yeah. like that so that's when she came up, came up with the whole idea of like shit this is closer to Tampa than yeah. I've found yep. in Europe it was Glasgow yeah so that's when she came up with the idea of bringing a bottle of Hennessy up to the crowd mm. and giving it to whoever mm. that's kind of cool yeah yeah. Um, these guys I honestly think could have been absolutely huge but they couldn't get on yeah and the only time the three of them got back together since they've had no album since this mm. is one and done one and done but they got back together for I think it was uh, De La Soul one of the De La Soul lads had a birthday mm. and they got back together into the gig and apparently it was absolutely incredible but mm. they can't they can't be in the same room together like if you watch how they fight they keep screaming yeah. for four hours straight at each other and you can see the lads in the van one of the guys pulled the, there's two lads in this band the English band hard mm. feelings that they're producing one of them pulls the van over the other guy is trying to hold everything together and the other guy goes both of you just need to shut the fuck up and the girl's like who the f- they turn on him then turn yeah. on him yeah. one of the girls picks up a fucking keyboard to try his your man's keyboard yeah. in the van while they're travelling down yeah. the fucking motorway trying to smash it off your woman's head this is all in the documentary it's brilliant I'm gonna watch that uh, their album you won't see the likes of that album again. Yeah. It's weird. Your man lost. All of it. Probably all of it. Um, that's fucking Your Majesty. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> that song yeah. is so yeah. good. That's probably my favourite thing on this playlist. Uh, bar uh, my last one. All the all the choruses. Fuck that shit. Fuck, fuck that, that shit. shit. Say, fuck that shit. Yeah. Say fuck that yeah, shit. It's so fucking But then the raps come in you're like, these yeah. girls are outrageous. Talented. Yeah. And outrageous. you hear the girl, uh, I think it's Jill, that, that, the one that can really sing like soulful yeah. style. Is a phenomenal singer, mm. but she's clearly mad trouble. They're right, yeah. But the sounds of it, they're all bad shit, mad. So uh, yeah. that's that's your Majesty is your next one. Mm. Uh, I picked uh, a slightly off kilter one. I picked the first female rapper that I had ever heard. Oh, um, this is a, this is a good one. Actually, it's yeah. a really good uh, example of so. When I, when I, yeah, that's clever. I picked um, an artist. Kind of goes by two names. One is a uh, Grip. I did one was Gripster, and. Uh, she featured on an Ice T album. He come, he's back again. Ice T is back again. Um, featured on uh, Home Invasion by Ice T in 1993. Now Home Invasion is a double LP. Is this one of the ones that you, I know? You say he's on and off. Is this the on? Or this is amazing. This is, this is the best yeah. one, isn't it? Home uh, Invasion is the Home best Invasion one. OG. The two of them are just perfect. Perfect. This is where you're into kind of that 90s grim Ice T stuff. So Home Invasion and OG are. Perfect. Both, both of them are double, double LPs. They're perfect. Um, you'll find stuff in the catalogue that's very good as well, but nothing ever came close to OG or Home Invasion. Ever. OG came out around the time the first Body Count album was coming yeah. out. So there's a Body Count song on it. 
Um, it was about maybe a, a six months to a year before the first Body Count album came, yeah. came out. So they do this big introduction to Body Count in OG. Um, I think I prefer OG personally, but Home Invasion might be slightly more. I know I've heard Home Invasion, and I do remember this song. And I will say about this song is initially it's cringy as fuck. It's, yeah, it's because of his intro. Yeah, but however, it's nineteen ninety three. It's fucking cool what he did though. He took what she was thirteen. Uh, when he found her, and I think she's 14 by the time she's on this track. So, uh, so you, basically, the song is a 14 year old girl that Ice T fucking discovered somewhere where I don't know fucking where. Someone maybe passed her a fucking. A, 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 a t- tape. Passed him a tape or something yeah. like that. So he brought her into um, Rhyme Syndicate, which is his Wu Tang or fucking. Uh, Swing Mob, uh, any of the. Junior Mafia, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 Group, so, get groups together, see, exactly. who, see who thrives. Yeah. Um, so now I'm not going to lie to you I don't think she's even on I could be wrong I could absolutely be wrong but I don't remember I don't think she's on that Rhyme Syndicate album um, there's one big Rhyme Syndicate album um, that producers fucking love if you find any producer you find like Esoteric or 7L or something they will tell you that like one of the greatest produced hip hop albums of all time is that Rhyme Syndicate album yeah. I think it's dog shit it's incredible how there's albums that are Landmarks for producers that yeah. we just don't really get. I rhyme don't and, get and song wise. Don't get but it. But there's some things that we have to. There's actually an episode about producers on uh, yeah. the revolution of hip hop, and we have to understand that <coughs> producers' influence doesn't always come from how good the rap is. Oh yeah, far it's, from. It's this this thing Techniques of production in itself is an incredible art form. Mm. So yeah, it's weird that like we were like whatever about the album. Yeah. Hang on, no, 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 hang on. Production-wise, yeah. it spawned. This is a whole different animal, yeah. I, I, I don't get the fucking Rhyme Syndicate album. I don't understand it. It's okay. It just it, it doesn't do anything for me. So um, he throws her on there, and uh, eventually she gets signed to uh, Tough Records, right, which is kind of a big hip-hop imprint. Yeah. Um, the problem is she records her album, and everything's getting ready to be fucking pushed out. Well, she's still 14 at this, at this stage, bear in mind. Yeah. And uh, the imprint keep, folds. Keep R. Kelly away. Yeah, exactly. The imprint folds. Keep Drake away. And, uh, I, R. Kelly would have been doing the rounds. Drake probably lived in his dad's ball bag at this stage. Yeah, but he's still tapping her up on the phone. Sending her smoke signals because there's no fucking phones for text Drake messages. Drake is a little bit of a groomer. He's ropey as fuck. Groomer, groomer. Um, so uh, her album never gets released um, because the imprint folds. So everything, every project they had is just deleted. Is this why I never heard anything from? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I'll tell you about this song. Right, I said it's cringy at the start. You know the way it starts. She's doing the basic eighties. Yeah. But there's a bit in the middle where he's like, "Stop, stop, stop, yeah. stop the record," and he switches to this gangster. Yeah, he style. Said, tells Aladdin that he was fucking old school, like, and all of a sudden, yeah. she just comes into her own. Yeah. In the middle of the song. Yeah. Now, to be honest with you, at the start of the song, you're thinking any girl that can rap could do this but there's something that happens in the middle of the song where she it just switches takes, gears she yeah. just takes the reins of the yeah. song and goes right this is mine yeah. now it's fucking so good it's fucking brilliant um, so what happens is there's pretty much you'll find oh man you'll find two maybe three songs with her on it she she 1993 to the year 2000 and she's fucking ill so she's on uh, she appears on Home Invasion later on she does on, she appears on another Ice-T album called The Seven Deadly Sins which is his seventh album yeah. which is okay it's fine it's whatever it's grand um, there's one single doing the rounds it was like a promo from her album um, it's like two euro on Discogs um, if you're that fucking bothered she appears on a Def Jam album called The Murder Squad which is one of their 
yeah. kind of collectives that they tried to put together. Uh, her big claim to fame, this is fucking mad, her big claim to fame is that she's one of the kids in Michelle Pfeiffer's class in Dangerous Minds. No way. She's like fucking one of the, like has a big role. Where she flips the chair backwards <laughs> and all of a sudden becomes cool. Yeah. Cool teacher. Exactly. Leather jacket on. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you about real shit. But yeah, so um, <laughs> Grip is in fucking. Because white people can be cool as yeah. well. In she films. changed. She ch- her real name is Brandy Younger, and she went as Grip or Gripster for a long time. But eventually, I think the year 2000, she wanted a clean slate. She changed her name to Egypt legally, and just gave up the hip hop game. Yeah, because you didn't have, you didn't really hear much from her. Yeah, she, like I said, uh, her album that she would have put an awful lot of work into is cancelled. She appears on the Def Jam compilation thing. She appears on two to three Ice T songs. Uh, one single, a promo, was kind of leaked in pre-production, but that's fucking it. That's it. Now the the, the, the single has two songs on it, um, but that's it. Yeah, like it's it's it literally it's a tiny. But it is quite an important part, and I'm kind of glad you brought it because look for me. I knew it was female rappers, but I didn't. I was going to give you. Fuck. I was going to give you a lot of stick for putting a male rapper song mm. on this featuring. <laughs> I see he's not I can't on though, I see he's he's, not on it. He does the intro. He does the intro and, and gives her, and that's an incredible platform yeah. for anyone to get, especially someone that's fourteen or thirteen, fourteen. Exactly, like it's a big, it's a big thing for me. I was mad into the songs. It's real fast. It's real thumpy. Yeah. Um, like I said, halfway through, it changes gears and it gets fucking super good. But yeah, yeah, that that bit in the middle um, is incredible. But that that's a grip. Um, she's from Oakland. And like I said, 1993 to 2000, and she was done. And to be honest with you, I would say that the fucking latter half of the 90s were spent in absolute turmoil of figuring out what the fuck to do. Like the, the early 90s for her seemed like everything was going well. Turns to show you. She spends a couple of years trying to get back on it, and she goes, I'm fucking out with this. I, yeah. I've had enough. I'm, I'm going to drive the bus or whatever. Right, here's your next one. It would be silly not to mention Lauren Hill. Yep. At this point, one of the possibly... Easily one, arguably the most talented person on this list. Up there. Up there, anyway. Up there. Re- also, the one who hates white people the most. Now we need to get into that. <laughs> That's going to come up. She was done. Hates us. She was done over. No. Lauren Hill, I picked the last ones because it's my favourite song yeah. off Miseducation, which is. Jesus, that's perfect, yeah. That album, 1998 Miseducation, Lauren Hill is. How do you survive after Fugees? You release a better, a better album than anything they've ever done. Than they ever yeah. done, yeah. But better the re- score, which, to be honest with you, is one of my favorite rap albums of all time. Super. But if you do the score, like, to be with you, I can listen to. I can't listen to Miseducation the same way as I can listen to the score. I can listen to the score every day in my life, but I couldn't do Miseducation every day. Mm. It's it's denser. It's yeah. it's there's a lot more going on. It's more of a. It's more of a quiche than it is a, a jam sandwich. <laughs> Now, you can do a jam sandwich every day, but you cannot do a quiche every day. No, I can't, I can't do a quiche any day. I don't like quiche. It's a terrible, terrible uh, analogy there. Lauren Hill, everyone knows her from the Fugees. Mm. If you're an absolute hipster, you'll go, I remember her from Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Because she's back an actress as well, and a fucking good actress. So not only is Lauren Hill an incredible rapper, lyricist, actress, she also looks like a supermodel. Yeah. There's nothing really she's bad at. Apart from turning up the gigs on time, yeah, we'll get into that as well. Not being a pound of bollocks. Yeah, she's just angry, man. Yeah, Lauren just seems a little. Lauren Hill seems just. I said Lauren like a me mate. Oh me, ah, Lauren, 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 Lauren just yeah. gets. Listen, you don't understand. Lauren just gets a bit angry every now and then. Listen, this girl is one of the most talented people that exists in the world today. She will get down in history as one of the most important people in rap. Yeah. So Neo, Neo we talked about this earlier with Mary J. Blige and uh, Erica Badu. She also is part of the. 
neo soul thing yeah. as well because she can sing as well yeah. as any of them. She can rap and write lyrics as well as any of them. Mm. So, Blunted on Reality was the first Fuji's album. Never really got mad into it, but the score from 1996, give me 100 Grammys. Yeah. All the Grammys. All of them. Just, yeah. It blew everything out of it. I'm going to buy one of them fucking, uh, fucking Kallax fucking Ikea shelves just for fucking Grammys. Like. <laughs> just... Yeah, but you want to get a strong one because I thought Grammys are quite heavy. Ah, oh, no, lad. They fucking hold like 50 fucking LPs and I'll hold a Grammy. Like. Actually, poor square. Do you ever find move LPs from one gas either? No, rather sent me something for you. I did it once yeah. and it was not fun. No, I'm I, I'm not the, box, the box broke. Yeah, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I ever have to move house, I'm just gonna burn them all. Burn them all? I'm gonna burn them all. On the CD? No. Nope. <laughs> start a big fire and then I'm gonna jump into the fire so they don't have to move house. 50 records is heavier than the heaviest thing you've ever listed, yeah. lifted in your life. Yeah. Full, like, spinal torsion <laughs> is what it is. Listen, the tone of Lauren Hill's voice is instantly recognisable, yeah. and I don't honestly think there's, there's, some, there's certain things that she did that I didn't like. Like, we'll all. The talk about the Unplugged album was a bit weird, where she tried to play guitar and didn't really do it that well, yeah. and, and it wasn't really well received, but all in all, Lauren Hill is instantly recognisable as that voice when you hear it. Yeah. Singing or rapping, and what she's rapping about is just. So, one thing I love about... I'm going to go through... Like, it's no point me going to the back in the, the early yeah. days. It's, it's no point. I'm going to pick out a few things I absolutely love about Lauren Hill. In 2003, she did a gig in the Vatican City. Really? And did a full Sinead O'Connor. Really? Called out the abuse stuff in the Vatican City. Really do a gig in Vatican City? How fucking... And speaking of Sinead O'Connor, who had a song called Troy, she yeah. did a full Trojan horse thing in there raised the head does the gig go talked about corruption exploitation and abuses of the Catholic Church Mm. in the fucking Vatican Mm. get that right round ya (laughs) get that right round ya (laughs) so um, she talked about the cover ups well sorry she didn't talk in depth about the cover ups of the abuse in the United States and as a person of grew up in Ireland we were this is a thing that's a thing this is a thing this is an absolute fucking thing Um, at the height of her fame she turned down roles in Charlie's Angels uh, The Born Identity The Mexican The Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions no no really no 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 no. did they give all them roles to Will Smith's wife instead (laughs) betcha they did betcha they did (laughs) it was like the crap Lauren Hill Remember she the, she says she, the metal she, band the metal magic, band magic mayhem mayhem's magic I don't know it's the worst thing I've ever heard in your don't do life. that the worst however thing. can you imagine if Lauren Hill did a metal band probably the best it's thing unreal ever. probably incredible be, be everything she touches does turn to gold mostly before the, it turns to gold before it turns to shite yeah so let's just talk quickly about that rumor right she was hounded in 1996 about a rumor that she apparently did on MTV where she said apparently. I'd rather my children starve than have all these white people buy my albums. Yep. Bullshit. Call it bullshit on the nail because it was recorded and never, apparently recorded on yeah. it by MTV, never came out. Okay. So did MTV decide to have some sort of moral high ground where they go, well, <coughs> we won't put that out. We'll just bury that tapes. We'll bury those tapes. She came out and said, I never ever said that. She said, I always try to push African-American people to, to love themselves more and be more part of 
what I'm doing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I never ever said use words like that. Ever said that. Mm. So, and I I went on Snopes to check it. Yeah. Big X false. Oh, never said it. Very good. I'm happy to hear that. Um, that has been held in the for years yeah. and years and years and years. Didn't she play here like two years ago? Yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. I didn't go. No, I, I wanted to go. I know but, a few people who went. But I heard that it could be like Guns N' Roses. Yeah. You could be sitting, no, get it, sitting around. Don't. No, you could be sitting around for hours and, yeah. not, not, and get it 20 minutes. So, um, in 2012, she pleaded guilty to tax evasion and served three months in the prison she done three months yeah yeah she did a few raps during that I think that was one of those a few little raps how do you this, this is a common thread rappers, <laughs> where, how do you get music out from prison Rocky Erickson not rapper over the phone you do what HR done on bad brains yeah, but, like, how is that bad like, we're talking about look, look at the mics we're using cost whatever thanks Patreon uh, <laughs> cost a certain amount on a phone to phone yeah. to recorder yeah. how much are you losing on that loads anyway listen Loads. I'm sure like a good um, sound engineer to get something out of it. I have a lot of time for Lauren Hill. She will always be seen as someone who's difficult to work with. Yeah. She had a kid with Wyclef John. The Wyclef John is the reason that the food she broke up. She was with Wyclef at the time. I hate him. Everyone hates Wyclef. I Wycliffe. fucking hate him. Him yeah. and Will I Am are basically the same person. They really are. He does, yeah. Will I Am, sorry, Wyclef is the blueprint for Will I Am. I, Annoying. I just hate him. Annoying, like the casting is the two of them are talented, but they're annoying. Was it Wycliffe that went back to like Trinidad or something? Haiti, Haiti, Haiti to be a politician. Everyone's like, Who the fuck are you? And he goes, I'm from here, like, don't want you. No, but like, there was hidden money that went missing. The money was only resting in my account. <laughs> yeah, oh my fucking god, yeah, I can't. Like, there's, there's a whole, thing, there's a whole thing about that. In, a fucking and, uh, horror show. He was gone till November, he was <laughs> for three years. <laughs> Yeah, like, apparently there was money taken for a charity that didn't quite me. Yeah, that he uh, used to run for a fucking office in Haiti. Yeah, he's yeah. a sap. He's a fucking sap. goon. God help him. Sap. Poor old Praz. Remember Praz? And Praz had that murderous song though with the islands in the stream. Get a superstar. No, there was another one. He had one song that's a fucking murderous song. I was only thinking when I seen this playlist pop up. I was like, my favorite of all of them was Praz. Really? Yeah, because he had this one song. I did like his style. He just had this real laid back fucking yeah, yeah. kind of half ODB type of fucking grim kind of thing. But well, he, he's my second favourite Fuji, so. Yeah, exactly. But he had one song. He had one, I can't remember. I'll remember I'll, I'll, I'll remember and put it up on the, on, on the page. He had one song that was just fucking superb. It was a murderous song. And I don't think the rest of it really lived up to it. He had that Get a Superstar, whatever shite, whatever yeah. fine. But that, that was more that kind of a bad boy bling bling fucking uh, sequined fucking gold yeah. bowling jacket rap which I fucking despise I hate it so much but he had one song that's murderous and I can't remember but um, so to this day the really there's only two real albums that Lauren Hill has released and that's The Miseducation which just it's just banger central yeah. it's got like um, hit 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 X Factor it's got doo-wop and, and this song Lost Ones this song Lost Ones is so fucking good it's funny how many changes that's the, the almost the precursor to 50 cents bing 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 not, yeah. not filling the song out letting that yeah. letting that little bit let rest. your brain fill the gap bang bang yeah um, so I was going to go to the gigs but um, was it one gig or two she so the one in Cork and one in Dublin that's right so the one in Cork Marquee? was... No, actually, no. I don't think so. No. Um, oh, fuck. That could have been the... I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was. Um, she turned up late for that one. 
played 50 minutes, complained the entire time about the sound, waffled between songs about to the rest of the band going, mm. we can't get the sound right. Which is it really irritating when you're at a gig and someone is, is, is minded somewhere else. Yeah. Um, the Dublin gig apparently came out absolutely on time, played an hour and a half of absolute incredible bangerdom. The whole was was the album tour it was the Mitch Education. Yeah. I remember thinking I want to get tickets to that. Oh, yeah, I did. I did hear the car come was a fucking disaster. Yeah, absolute disaster. And then after the Dublin gig, did Glastonbury. Yeah, and had another disaster. Really, where it was just absolutely people going, sorry, I didn't pay to see someone come out and complain, just talk to the complain about the sound. Yeah. yeah, and go, this is bullshit, mm-hmm. bullshit, bullshit. Now, I've done gigs where the sound has been atrocious, but I've got in ears most of the time, so I can sort of do my own mix. Yeah. So surely has she. 100% they have their own fucking engineers they have uh, monitor engineers like you can you can make it work you can get your own sound I can get my own sound yes. now, now what I will do is on stage my <laughs> sound is completely different mm. to what I had in the rehearsal room because mm. I'll be placed in a different position mm. beside the drummer so I'm placed beside the drummer all my drums mix don't need pull it, it down don't need out of there because can I hear the snare it's going to kick Grand, me yeah. Yeah. and I put the click track up yeah. just to make sure it's on the snare yeah. or whatever like that and if I'm depending on whether I'm left or right of the guitarist I pull one of them down yeah whoever you're closest to you don't really need exactly and if realistically if you're really stuck you just put the I I can play to a click in one of my bands Um, just put that up I don't understand the faffing around with the sound to Mm. make it perfect you're never going to get perfect sound every gig you play but at Glastonbury was where Dublin was a tree arena now to me outside mostly atrocious sound until about generally 40 minutes into the gig where yeah. they seem to find a ghost is a classic example they always find uh, it yeah. Hall Notes is one where they apparently didn't get the sound mm. at all and it was uh, Jesus it's not, as, it's not as bad as Marley Park or some RDS gigs big outdoor thing yeah I went yeah. to see uh, Megadeth at Judas Priest and it was Jesus one of the worst Christ. things I've ever Testament Judas Priest and Megadeth, Megadeth yeah one of the worst things I ever heard I could not hear what Megadeth were playing Mm. It was like, it was noise. It was absolute noise. It was like like everybody's fucking guitar cables were broken. Yeah, but then when Judas Priest came out, yeah, nailed it. Choice is loud. Sound yeah. was perfect. Yeah. Choice is loud, and then crystal clear. Now that's an uh, that's an old school yeah. theory that your support bands won't have as good sound yeah. as the lead. So when they come out, they blast it. Yeah. Now that could be the case. That could be, absolutely. But there's no as far as I know, there's no support for mm. Lauren Hill doing an hour and a half in in in, in Dublin, which was yeah. apparently sounded great. She was fine. Did a bit of faffing around with the sound engineer. Now, I went to see Sinead O'Connor a few months ago in Vicar Street. Her idea of dealing with the sound engineer was the odd wink, nudge, and yeah, push That's up. all you want. Point, push. That's it. Point at the monitor, push. That's Point a pro. Base, push up. That's a fucking pro. And she never looked frustrated. Yep. If you look frustrated in front of a crowd, they're losing momentum. You're you losing have to momentum. understand, right? For whether it be me and you playing a gig or a fucking mega death it doesn't matter who it is right that the venue you're in hosts gigs almost every night yeah right so there have been tens of thousands of gigs in this place where everybody went home happy they haven't fucked it up for you you just want your recipe you want your chili cooked differently that's you can't fine. get the same recipe every night exactly so you have to be a little bit malleable and you have to say okay in my monitor i need yeah. x y and z yeah so if i'm not getting that for the fourth song then you have to turn around, fucking same word, bit of this, bit of that, yeah. bit of that. Put and that if up. it's not fixed, next song, bit of this, bit of that, we're yeah. getting there. And halfway through that gig, if it's not nailed, then the problem is you. It probably is. Yeah, yeah it probably is. You're not going to get that creamy, beautiful sound. Nope. You could have 2,000 euro in ears. It doesn't, doesn't really matter, matter if you're... Yeah. So this is the deal with Lauren Hill currently. Yeah. 
is that she came out and did that tour. There was huge mix reports. Even from the Dublin one, people said, I was trying to enjoy the gig. And even at that, she was complaining about certain aspects of the sound. You are taking away from your gig when yeah. you do that. You're charging people Hell, 100 quid for a ticket or something. Now, I understand that you want to give 100% every time. Now, another thing she does is, she'll turn up two hours late to a gig because yeah. she couldn't get her energies aligned. It was the main cause of her being late all the time. Yeah. This is an Axel Rose job. Yeah. You can't My chakra is misaligned. You can't expect this at every fucking gig. Yeah. So I'm sort of happy I didn't go to that in a way. I was time. working I was working downtown, it was DJing not at an after party, but it was DJing close to oh, where the Oh, we both was. were actually. Yeah. We both were. Yeah. And there wasn't many people in from after nope. 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 Not many people. No. Nope. Was that that was a weekend as well? Saturday night. Friday night. Friday, 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 Friday. And I played a bit of Lauren Hill. Now yeah. I have a certain amount of Lauren Hills I can play. Lauren Hills yeah. Lauren Hill jams the people that they will go for or not go for and uh, there was no real fans in we'll, do we'll do some of that at Pazuzu we'll do some oh, Lauren Hill we should come to that yeah. Pazuzu night me yeah. and Gar DJing together the last Saturday of this month of February February it's free 10 o'clock the 29th 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 of February yeah. in Thomas House on Thomas Listen, Street I, I can't tell you how much respect I have for Lauren Hill she's so fucking talented but she expects the best from everybody. Yeah. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work out like that, especially lately. And she is apparently a little bit hard to work with. But, but I want to put that rumor to bed about the good, the thing bullshit, good. absolute bullshit. Who's your next one? My next one is Princess Nokia. This is uh, good as well. It's a weird little thing, isn't it? This song makes me a little bit uneasy, doesn't it? It's it's off because the chorus sounds like she's straining. My little tits and my fat belly. My little titties and my fat belly. My yeah. little titties and my fat belly. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, but they're not that little and she doesn't really have a fat belly either. So yeah. But she's clearly got like she wants to talk about yeah. body issues. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But this is a great fucking song. It's cool, but that track. bit makes me mad uneasy. Yeah. I don't really know why. Um her real name is Destiny Nicole Frasquery or Frasquery. Um, she's actually playing Dublin in a couple of weeks she's playing Vicar Street across the road um, she's got two albums out she had a particularly rough childhood and she jumped in and out of foster care for most of her childhood um, but foster care must yeah. be so fucking That's, random rough. to roll up the dice with your childhood yeah because you there's fucking predators out there man her, uh, her mother died of AIDS and I don't think her father wanted her or something like that and she ended up in foster care it was just a grim enough kind of uh, situation um, to fucking be a fucking successful artist after all that yeah. is insane it's obviously the fucking drive you know um, yeah, but how do you get that drive not just give up I reckon I would have absolutely given up probably um, this album that this song Bomb is off, <laughs> exactly yeah Chain and the Liffy um, uh, this album was picked by Enemy as one of the albums of the year um, it's I haven't listened to the whole album yet I've listened to half of it so far I just haven't had a chance I really like it because it's a little bit different it's a little bit different um, she hosts a podcast a feminist podcast called the Smart Girls Club um, she's uh, like she's bisexual she's very kind of sex positive and she talks an awful lot about kind of body positivity and sex positivity My and little equal, and exactly um, all that in, in, in this fucking podcast uh, it's an interesting fucking mix of things this is what I would consider along with No Name as the new style of 
I want to say female rap because it's almost no. It's, it's definitely just people are done with what they were talking about in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, they're done with talking about money. They're done with talking about fame. They're done with mostly. They're done with talking about sex. Yeah, they're done with talking about shit. They're talking about stuff that's I'm important to real people. Absolutely yeah. miserable. But yeah. I also have a huge drive to push people like me forward and there's a huge amount of positivity yeah, in it big time it really is um, so this is off an album called this came out in 2018 I think it was our last album and it's called Metallic Butterfly uh, Rough Trade put it out Rough Trade uh, rough, rough Trade do fucking everything now yeah. Jesus Christ it is everything like, I always you, thought they were some sort of punk rock and roll no, label no they kind of started off like, when I think of Rough Trade I think of the Smiths and all that kind of monarchy yeah. you know but like um, years after that they just you name it if it's kind of new and a little bit weird it's fucking rough trade. It's it's ninety nine point nine percent. It's rough trade. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this. I just think it's a cool little fucking yeah. song. It's a little bit different. She's got two albums out. Um, Princess Nokia. Uh, even I like the this. Name, I like this a lot. Even you know, I, like, cool. I like anything that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. What's something that makes you think? It just is. Actually, well. yeah. It doesn't fall into the normal kind of tropey bullshit of fucking yeah. of a lot of hip hop. I love some tropey bullshit. I'm don't get me wrong. Big fan. My last one is the tropiest of all tropes right. and the grimmest of all grim and my favorite of all favorite. But before we get to that, I want to hear what your next one is. It is Jungle Pussy. <laughs> Jungle <laughs> Pussy <laughs> is a fun word to say. It is. Jungle Pussy. And you're allowed to say it. Jungle Pussy. Because it's somebody's name. Because it's someone's name. The song is Bling Bling from Satisfaction Guaranteed, the album from 2014. Bling Bling, bitch, do my own. It's such a good song. It's great, yeah, I like it. Just straight off the bat, it's one of those, it feels like Missy Elliott. And she is definitely influenced by Missy Elliott. Yes. Her name is uh, Shayna McHale, born in New York City, 1991. She is a, a rapper and a model. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's just got her, got her finger in those pies. Big time. This is what I needed your help earlier with the mix. Mm. Because this is from a mixtape, Satisfaction Guaranteed, not a forced album. Yeah. Because our first album was Pregnant With Success. Pregnant With Success is a great album title as well. And then, three years later, she released Jungle Pussy 3 to absolute great acclaim. But this is from the, this is our first, I consider a big song. And I heard this on the TV show, Insecure. Insecure is an absolutely fantastic. You went to see her, didn't you? I did go to see yeah. her. That's literally because there was so little information on her. I was about to pull it and go. Well, yeah. I need to get more. But I went to see her. Um, District magazine put her on live in the Bernard Shaw. The fuck are they thinking? And not only that, it was a free gig. The fuck out of here with that shit. It was a free gig. All you do is to sign up with your email address, yeah. and they'll send you. You put your name on the list. Now, when I walked in to, put, to say my name, they were like, "What?" I went, "My my name for the list." They went, "What?" just go in and I went oh sorry I forgot this is the Bernard Shaw where yeah. literally it's so loose yeah everything is just go in and shut up will you just go in you fucking yeah. little honky yeah. listen to your rap music shut the fuck up <laughs> and get in there now I went in there and I think this was the same day as if I'm not mistaken England versus Croatia in the World Cup so it was already or maybe, uh, these could be two different dates I'm thinking of but I'm almost positive this was when I went to see Jungle Pussy and um I went based on this album, uh, Satisfaction Guaranteed. Uh, I hadn't even listened to Pregnant With Success, even though mm. it was out there. This gig was an absolute disaster. Really? Yeah. Um, I came out from the beer garden. Do you know, Bernard Shaw, when you come from the front door to the main bar area where the staff will or won't have given you your drink, whether you were in that queue or not. <laughs> it's, like, it's fucking dead now. I don't give a fucking shit. Yeah. I, like, I really did like Bernard Shaw, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I did, but... The laxness of... Yeah. When you work in bars all your life and you see the laxness that went on in there, yeah. this gig was bound to be 
a disaster. Yeah. Now, I left early because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. At that weird corner, they put her in a side room, which is smaller than the room we're in now. Mm. Way smaller than the room we're in now. I won't even say how big that is, but let's say it would make Fibbers look like a cloakroom. Yeah. It's tiny. It's just... Sorry, it would make Fibbers look like a three arena. Yeah. Huge. The opposite of what I just said. Yes. <laughs> um, she got kicked out of this gig. She got kicked out of her own gig. Yeah. Wow. This was a big Twitter thing at the time when Jungle Pussy played Dublin, and uh, apparently... The staff of Bernard Shaw had problems with her. Now, I left before all this mm, happened. Mm. So this could have been maybe her wanting to stay back for a drink. This mm. could have been mid-gig. Mm. I couldn't tell when this really happened. Mm. So the, the entire song about Bling Bling is like not quite tropey. It's about being completely positive about your business yeah. side of your career or whatever yeah. like that. Not being taken advantage of as well by lads with no ambition so it's got a bit of no scrubs in there as yeah. well like, get, get these lame cunts away from me I'm not carrying you I'm not letting you stay, yeah, in, my, yeah, yeah. stay in my gaff yeah. for the crack but that whole thing of the Bernard Shaw was really weird because it was a big thing with District Mag where they came out and said listen all they said was we can't um, let someone talk to the Bernard Shaw staff like that so whatever she said she, she went at them hard so good <laughs> good she went at them with a racket Listen, I did like Bernard Shaw, despite the fact that you're paying for. Uh, in the beer garden, you'd be paying for. I want to say South American peasant food for like yeah twenty quid yeah. So it's just so that should be bang of hips essentially. Like yeah. I, d- I don't buy into this. I remember when hipsters first came out? Yeah. I was all like, oh yeah, fucking hipsters. But then I decided I'm backing away from this because stupid cunts were like, everything is hipster. Yeah. Collecting vinyl is hipster. Yeah. Wearing. Like Air Max is yeah. hipster, and yeah. oh shit, hang on. Can I not just like the stuff I like? I mean, these are things I like. I was called a hipster so many fucking times about like, Hang on, I was around for the first yeah. era of all this. Yeah. Yeah. I wore Nike Air Max when they first came out. Yeah. This is my history. Yes. Yeah, I'm weird. old. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm fucking old, but then again, yeah. Bernard Shaw was full of old, uh, weird cunts. Yeah. Um, listen, Jungle Pussy's fucking fantastic, and she really, really is gorgeous. Mm. That's why she's a model. Some people like the aesthetic beauty of people that look gorgeous. I personally like it. I'm mad into it. Yeah. Listen to Jungle Pussy, man. I don't have a lot to say apart from that Bernard Shaw gig that went arseways. If you yeah. had to say about that, if you were there, fucking let's talk about You'll it. You'll know. Who's, who's your next one? My last one. Your last one? Yeah. Um, was that your last one as well? It was. It was. Okay, so here we go. I think... <laughs> I'm going to have to fucking clean me chakra here before I get into this. Oh All my right. God, are you fucking Lauren Hill? Oh man. Right, okay. So this is a uh, City Girls featuring Cardi C, and a song is called Twerk. It's a good song, right? It's really good. Now I, I'm gonna, gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if I picked this because it's City Girls or because it's Cardi B. Let's just go with the song as it They're is. All right? Women of rap, they are. I do not dislike Cardi B. I like that, I fo- like that album a lot. Um, it's fun. It's fun. It's just garbage music. Now what I will say, I got bloody shoes. What I will say is that this is the biggest. Pure who are banger anthem of all time. We all love a big who are anthem. This is it's outrageously talking good. about the sex and all. It, I don't even know what I, I don't even know what they're talking about. Right? They're I'm not doing things that you've never heard it's of. Just the video, the fucking video, toes in your ear. It's just <laughs> to make me make me want to cry. Right when I watch this video because I don't know what's going on. 
there's basically the, the concept I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about the video before I talk about the song right? so the concept behind the video they even take the piss out of like themselves in the video so the whole idea is that they do this like twerk challenge the song's called twerk so of course it is so twerk, they, twerk, 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 twerk 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 so they do this challenge right oh Where, Rihanna never made it on what? So Rihanna no so they they, 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 like Rihanna, so they pick 20 people right and the winner of the twerk competition is going to get like $25,000. That's the idea of the video. That's the idea. Now, this is a real thing that happened. Oh, okay. So women all over America had to send in videos of them twerking and they picked 20 of them. Was it as good as Mastodon's mother loud video? This. The, I can't, really? Have you not seen this video? No, I haven't. I will show you this video later, right? This is... Am I going to have to run home? You might. <laughs> You might, right? So they get 20 fucking... twenty they acting out of the ordinary? They get 20 women, right? And then they add in the City Girls, which is like the, the uh, two women. What's their names? Their names are uh, Young Miami and JT. And then there's a guest with Cardi B, right? So basically what they do is they get 20 women and they like body paint them like animals and put them on a yacht and sail them around Florida, right? Or Miami or fucking somewhere. I'm into it. Right? And it's literally... <laughs> The, like it's circus-like contortions of the body while women twerk. We're talking like pyramids and triangles of women twerking, right? To the point of like bitches went to the hospital making this video, can't right? Say you can, you right? Say they absolutely you went to hospital. I have to be able to for this. this right? This is the greatest music video of all time, right? It is fucking disgraceful. Is it as good as Benny Benassi's satisfaction when we're all playing with power tools? You touch me. And then at just the push start, me. At the start, one of the city girls, I think it's one of the city girls. Crows are back in. Crows no, are back in. They do this lead up into the video, right? It's fucking incredible. It's just her talking. It's just her talking. And she's like, hey ho. <laughs> Listen, we all love the good old hero and anthem. We do. No, you have to hear this this woman talking at the start of the video. It's like, hey, yo, the City Girls Challenge 25K is real. The top 20 winners will get flued out. All expenses is paid for. (laughs) Flued out. Flued out. All expenses is paid for, right? So then it cuts to this. It's meant to be a plane landing in Miami with all the fucking People have already tuned out of this podcast to watch this video yeah. now they're so gone it cuts we're to just the plane to, we're just talking to each other now it cuts now. to the plane and the pilot is talking right and he's like you know uh, you know, thanks for fly, flying flewed out airlines we're glad to bring it to Miami today it's fucking incredible <laughs> and then it just cuts into this stomper of a fucking song it's right? good it's, it's fucking just know the song. stupid as fuck right can't wait the to watch that video later only, if you play on the song on Spotify it just does this like 20 second loop of a bit of the video right it's absolutely outrageous it's 100% one of the greatest videos ever made now this song is no matter what anybody says this is a, this is a New, New Orleans bounce song so this has the Trigger Man beating it um, I thought, famous, did we ever Trigger talk Man about beat. Trigger Man Beat on the podcast? No, but it, we will talk about it at some stage. I, you well, have, I, have a, I have the Trigger Man Beat lined up here. You have a sample of it, and then when you played it to me, I knew exactly yeah. what you were talking about in the in the whole realm of hip-hop. Yeah, so this tr- is th- incredible. They call it the Trigger Man Beat. It's from a song called Drag Rap by the Showboys, right? This is it here. That's it's it. So, you know exactly that's in every... That's in every song... Pretty much ever, right? It's like a piccolo or something. I don't know what or the fuck. Celeste. It's a little. Yeah, wait, I think I'll. Right? 
Yeah. Right? So um, that's known, that was known in New Orleans as the Trigger Man beat because there's a lion that says Trigger Man. And that, this is the basis of, of New Orleans bounce music. Now, we won't, we'll do an episode on bounce music at some stage because it's very fucking important. But every bounce song or every song that has elements of bounce in it has to have that. Has to have it. That's the Trigger Man beat, right? That is one of the signatures of modern music. And once it's in a song, it instantly makes every song 700% better. Sexy. It's just, there's something dirty and filthy about it, right? It's just, this is, uh, this is the purest of all who are bangers, right? Every lyric in it is fucking manky. Every second of the video is fucking manky. But aside from that, the song itself, this is, uh, this is like, uh, this is like a self-depreciating, positive... No, girl. People are taking their sex back. That, but that's what it, I think. This is what it is. People this are, is gone. But this it's whole gone so. About people being taken, taking their sex back. This song been talked about in ways that oh, yeah, they don't know. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're taking our sex back. Exactly. But this song and, money and video has gone. It's so far forward that it has to be looked at as art and not exploitation. It's fucking. Uh, everybody go put City Girls twerk into YouTube right now and look. Don't do it in work. Don't do it. Don't do, do not it do it in, it in, in public. Right, but do I, I fucking love the song? The video is just fucking bananas. Um, the fact that it has a hip hop history in it with the Trigger Man be even makes it better. But that's me. I'm done. I we've can't done, talk anymore. We've done as best as two old lads from Dublin can. Women of rap. Women of fucking rap. Listen, as always, you get us on Patreon.com forward slash Lost Art Podcast. It's five dollars a month. You get access to loads of uh, exclusive bullshit up there. We've got podcasts, we've got videos, we've got... Some of them podcasts are really good. Our best podcasts ever are up on, on, on Patreon. That one, not available to the public. If you don't want to do that, go to facebook.com forward slash Lost Air Podcast. Share something out, comment on something. Give us a little dig out. Please Everything do else. call. And uh, we will talk to you again next week. Thank you very much.